What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode number six of our top 10 most downloaded podcast countdown. This one is pretty cool to me that this made it in here. Um, this is the second marketing podcast that Tiffany, my life and business partner, featured on. Um, Tiffany is the producer of the podcast. If you didn't know, Tiff is responsible essentially for this happening. It was her idea to do all the best things in my life, if I'm going to be honest with you. She is the greatest. So Tiff and I run a social media agency. I was going to say marketing, but social media predominantly agency called High Season Co. And uh, we have over the years worked with numerous brewery clients in multiple facets, whether it's consulting, running ads, content creation, actual social media management, all the above. So we have a very unique perspective, I want to say, on uh, social media and craft beer. There isn't many people this sort of well positioned to have a, a, you know, a strong perspective. So we like to share that. And we felt this was actually the second episode we did because we did a first episode that was really well received. So we thought we'd do a few. We actually did a third one. Didn't make the top 10 though, or did it? Um, so this one was great. It was uh, pretty lengthy from memory. Um, we ran through so the, the first episode we did uh, sort of an overview. This one, we sort of spoke more about growing the industry because really that's what the marketing of craft beer is all about is growing the industry and bringing attention to craft beer for those who aren't typically either marketed to. So we got into diversity and things like that or for those who are just sort of into macro beer or not into beer at all and just hadn't really been exposed to it kind of like i was i was a macro drinker and then when i did our 365 days of beer challenge thing um it just exposed me i just sort of stumbled upon craft beer and didn't even realize it was a thing and you know here we are so this was a really fun episode if i, I got a lot of good feedback from the industry but i think for you know even if you're like me and you're a, a drinker and a fan of craft beer in general you should get a, a lot out of it it gives you a bit of a perspective on i, I guess the impact of what marketing has on the industry i felt like that's something that we've noticed that a lot of people just do not understand about beer i've had uh, i've seen a lot of people say some very strange things online about marketing they just don't get it uh it's a little upsetting to us particularly because we're so deeply aligned with it and what marketing can actually contribute to the industry so i feel like even if you're not in the industry you'll definitely learn something and appreciate it and might be able to apply it to your own industry so enjoy this one, which is episode, uh, where did I say that one? 139. So check that out with Tiffany. Of course, in the meantime, oh, make sure you follow Tiffany at LiquidXHappiness uh, and check everything out online whilst we are doing the top 10 countdown up into Christmas. It doesn't stop. Follow us at BOS Podcast um, on the website, BOSPodcast.com, and of course on YouTube, which is BOS Podcast. You guessed it. Uh, we still have a bunch of videos coming. We've done some great vlogs. We've, uh, we're starting a new bunch of video series. I've been a bit sick recently, so I haven't been able to shoot anything, taking a bit of time off beer, but uh, they, they, I've got a ton of beers to get through here for our new videos, so I'm excited to feel better and get back into it. Um, yeah, guys, that is it. Follow us, subscribe, rate, and review if you can as well. It means a lot. It really impacts the algorithm on Apple Podcasts predominantly to get us out there, to get more people hearing about beer, and particularly with the new seasons that we're about to bring in in 2020. We're excited for that. So all the love is appreciated, guys. Enjoy the episode. Get it in, yeah. Yeah.
Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 139 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. This evening, we are back. Yes, we are. I have Tiffany Alexis from High Season and from BAOS Podcast with me once again. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, well, you know what? Thank you for having you. Yeah, yeah. Did I that? that also works. Well done. Well done. <laughs> so we decided uh, after episode 130, if anyone heard that, that is our craft beer marketing episode. It was the first of its kind that we've done. Yeah. Something we had discussed for a while. Um, we dropped that, whatever, a couple months ago. Yeah. And the feedback was so crazy in positive way. Yeah, we didn't expect that at all. Not even, yeah. I didn't think many people would even, I not didn't think, I wasn't sure how much people would really enjoy it. Yeah. How much people, wow. How, how many, many people? I was going to say something else. <laughs> What am I, Canadian now? I know. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure. that I didn't think that many people would be interested in it, but I sort of probably neglected to to think that we do have a sizable industry yep. audience yep. because of the people that we get to talk to. So I guess it was helpful. You know, we got a, a lot of fantastic, really positive feedback. So we thought, you know what? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I think this might be something that will just pop in regular. It was nine episodes ago, so maybe just – here and there, whenever we feel inspired, we'll, yeah. we'll drop one. Sounds good to me. Um, so this evening, the last episode, so if you sort of want to get the, the, I guess, the basis of what we're talking about and what we're about at High Season, which is our social media agency, uh, this isn't really about that, but we were just taking the knowledge from High Season. Uh, you know, we work with a bunch of breweries mm-hmm. uh, amongst all different other type of clients from food and hospitality and we've done all sorts of stuff. But if you check out that episode, that will give you some context. We really talked about sort of details and practical things you can apply immediately from uh, all elements of social media and public relations. Yeah. Mostly just to, you know, how to work with influencers, content creators, best practices for uh, your social media channels. So tonight we kind of want to talk about um, how to grow the industry in marketing as a whole, and this is aimed at both the breweries and the drinkers. This is we're going to talk about things that we can all do to contribute to growing the industry. Exactly. Um, from things we've learned from high season itself, and also from the podcast, speaking to numerous. Now this is 139 episodes. That's quite a lot, and we've covered a lot of. Um, That's a lot, right? We've traveled a bunch. <laughs> it's a lot. We've traveled a bunch. We've been to a lot of festivals. We talked to probably thousands of people, and no, no exaggeration, over the four years of, of doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've learned a lot from that and also, of course, from being drinkers ourselves and, and sort of what we can do. So we're going to get into that. This evening for the beverages, uh, I was going to do a beer mail, but then we thought, you know what? Let's yeah. do it all in a, in a podcast. Yeah. So this pack we received recently from a cool company called The Craft Reserve out of Ontario, out of Toronto. And they're, I don't know if you're listening, you're not going to be able to see here, but um, basically they sent this package and they do it. They're a monthly uh, beer box service but the difference is that it's super catered to like this one is actually from the toronto east brewing collective which is about how many is that like is that 10 
breweries yeah, in the area. Breweries, yeah. Um, east, in the east end of Toronto, uh, it's something that a bunch of breweries have come together to sort of like join forces, throw events, and they're working with Craft Reserve. And they like this box is empty because everything's in the fridge, but we'll cut to some B roll. So I got some B roll for you guys. It's very, very cool. I was super impressed. The The range of beers that were included here is fantastic. I guess um, for the people who are listening and yes. not watching, true. I will break down the beers that are in here. Yes. So we have, oh, and everyone's no, social. Look at everyone's oh, social see? handles here. It's brilliant, right? Oh, it makes me so. So that's the actual beers in this particular pack. And this is, I think, the second one they've done. And it's yeah. all brewery only. This is not uh, any beer you can get from like LCBO or anywhere else. Yeah. So we have uh, Left Field. Oh, love Left Field. I love all these breweries. I actually really love the East End. Right? It's dope. The East End. If we were moving back to Toronto, I feel like I would definitely be Facts. like hitting up the East End. Uh, so Left Field Brewery. So we have a very pleasant good evening, which is an IPA. and then IPL. IPL. Oh, sorry. And you pay a lager. Yeah. And then Big Train, which is a zero IBU IPA. Yeah. Interesting. Godspeed. Love Godspeed. Um, Ochame. Is that how you pronounce it? I think either that's Ochame or Ochame. One of the two. Ochame or Ochame. One of the two. Green Tea IPA. Umi, which is a Goza. Mm-hmm. We have Brunswick Beer Works. Oh, it's Omnipolo. Bianca. Oh, that's going to be cool. A Mango Lassie Goza. So oh, yeah. We'll explain why we get a Swedish beer in a Toronto East End. <laughs> uh, Muddy York. So they have Fox Hunter, which is a dry hop sour. Working Hard, which is a New England IPA with Amarillo and Equinot. Yes. Eastbound Brewing. Love Eastbound. We did a podcast with them as Shout well. Dave. Um, Fancy Walker, Belgian Double, and a Revealed Constellations Smash IPA. What's a Smash IPA? Single Malt and Single Hop. Very cool. It's cool. It's like a, I love that acronym. Isn't that dope? That's the best acronym ever for yeah. here. That's awesome. So, okay, yeah. cool. These are, I've had a couple of these beers before, and mo- the, like two or three of them, the vast majority I haven't had at all. And um, it's a really, really cool collection. So we figured that since this one might be a little lengthy, we could get through the pack because in the BML, I don't need to do a few. Yeah. Oh, we'll get through it. Oh, yeah. We don't mess around. Tiffany does not play. <laughs> so the first one we're going to start with uh, made sense to me is the Goza from um, Godspeed, who shouts to Luke, such a lovely guy, makes exceptional beer. Um, you a fan of Gozas, Tiffany? Partially. Partially? I think it depends. You know what? The good thing about Uncle I'm Luke, impartial to a Goza. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, then like you're like whatever. Yeah, impartial. Yeah. No, I'm partial to. Oh, a you Goza. are partial. Yeah, you like yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, I, I don't mind them. They're not my go-to, but I'm never angry. I respect them. and admire that. And okay. actually, I love everything that Godspeed does. Because so sure Luke is the best. Beer photo time. All right. So, oh, you want to see the photo? Oh, it's fine. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Tiffany. When I do beer photos with Tiff, if you guys uh, have ever seen them. They're usually a production. How's that looks nice? That's fine. That's I'll okay. Do it. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, so this one has it's a goza with Okinawan shikuwasa and salt. Whoa. Do you know what? It'll probably explain what the heck that is. Uh, umi is what it's called. It means sea or ocean in Japanese. Uh, oh, shikuwasa is a citrus, a Japanese citrus, because he's used yu- yuzu, um, which mm-hmm. is a Japanese like lemon type of citrus, uh, citrus in the saison. I'm like, I think it was a saison. It was so good. Yeah. Um, and salt. And from the southern tropical islands of Okinawa in Japan. Awesome. And Indian coriander seeds. So, awesome. put it in you. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, how would you describe ooh. that as? I like the ooh. Salty. 
Yeah, but not as salty as I. It's kind of like viscous, like thick. Yeah. Um, citrusy, bright, fruity. Look at that one word descriptors right here. Really smooth, creamy almost. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that is a fantastic beer. Luke is a G. Um, we'll kick off with that. Also, for the people in the video, this is I guess for the folks on the on the uh, audio as well. So right now, I'm wearing the BOS merch. I just want to mention that because we're talking about marketing and branding. Uh, I just got the the hat today. It is slick. I'm super happy with the quality of all this stuff. So we're using a service called Teespring. Uh, the link will be uh, in the description um, to cop the stuff if you're ready for the summer. But basically, we have a trillion different designs. Um, we made sure to do merch. We kept people kept asking us for it, and I didn't really want to do it to be honest. Because um, I well, like carrying merch is a lot. Carrying merch is a nightmare. Yeah. Like I've been a musician forever. That's why we moved to Canada. So my brother Notion and I. We did a. We haven't toured for a few years, but we still have a, so many like T-shirts and CDs and hats and stuff left over from to not left over, but like just the stock and it's just taking up space and I don't know. It's just sort of annoying. I didn't want to deal with that and mm-hmm. like you know maybe like the larges would sell out straight away and then you've just got these smalls and double extra larges yeah. left and then what? Like we yeah. still even have some like carrying inventory sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So this company called Teespring, basically we can make infinite designs on a, uh, a storefront. I got the new logo. Shouts to Brewheads. Phil from Brewheads did all the logos for us. He did a bunch of designs for Get It In. Yeah, we did three different designs and the logo. So I made all sorts of stuff, hoodies, sweaters, uh, women's tanks, women's tees, men's tanks and tees. Um, this hat actually was separately as well, like a whole separate ordeal to get that going, but it worked like <laughs> pillows and towels and shit. Like it was pretty dope. So the idea is that you order from there, they do drop shipping and they print it for you one at a time. So like, if I don't know, if, I feel like people are sort of like, Oh, I want one as if like, I feel like people want me to hook them up. I can't do shit because I don't have them. I would have to purchase them. So I purchased the ones that I'm wearing. Um, and also, I just want to clarify, we're not even doing this for money because you make like, I don't know, eight bucks, something like that, a unit. Um, so it's absolutely not a money-making thing for us. It was more just like, hey, man, people were asking us for it. So we did it. And I'm kind of, I like it. I'm enjoying it. I wear it all the time now. Wrap yeah, I dig it. it. I dig it. It's a nice fit. I got like the high end. Whatever, when they had different options, I picked mm-hmm. the high end of everything. No, I like it. It's only a couple bucks more. It looks good. Print is nice. Yeah. Next level yeah. teas. Brewhead uses yeah. these teas. So I knew the hat fit. that all the brewers, yeah. the brewers the use. The Yupong right? hats. Yeah, yeah. Every brewer uses that hat. Uh, that's why I, they're my yeah, favorite. I actually I prefer it. these over new eras now, to be honest, because I got so many of these damn things. Nice. That I just, I like how they fit, how they, they're great. used to them more. So used to them. I like, I just like everything about them. I like the teas. The hoodie's great quality. It's good. Just get some sweatpants, get some socks. Yeah, said, I, I made socks. Yeah, I know. I remember. But I don't, they're weird. They don't, like, I feel like the way they're printed is kind of strange. Kind of strange? Like, okay. I think you have to adjust the logo for it or okay. something. Okay, but fair enough. Sweatpants. I might do that, actually. It's pretty funny. So anyway, I wasn't trying to push that. It was more just like if people keep seeing this around, people wondering, you can cop that. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about um, a bunch of different things. I'll put this here so we can both see it. We took a few notes because we want to make sure we cover the things that need to be covered. So, that, yeah, the whole point is, is of this episode is to talk about different ways as drinkers and as breweries we can grow the audience of craft beer because we're sort of 
I don't know where we said it before, but basically mm-hmm. we keep marketing to white dudes with beards. You said that and I thought I it was that? great. Where was it? I don't remember. No, you just Maybe said you it. Said it could just be in conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dropping gems. Yeah. I'm up deep at this. Um, yeah. If, if you, if, if it's just basically white dudes with beards, like nobody's really going to get any further. And that's why people, um, you know, that we've talked about diversity a bunch, you know, with uh, Ren Navarro, with Crowns of Hops, Hugh and Benny, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the things they're doing in the diversity realm is so, so important yeah. to, to beer. So, these are some of the different things. So I don't know. We want to start like. I liked um, the conversation that we saw on a video yesterday regarding, not yesterday, sorry, sometime last week uh, regarding beer styles. It was a brewer speaking in San Diego and he was talking about like the New England IPAs okay. and how they're using these juicy IPAs to bring non-craft beers like drinkers into craft. Yep. And how, yeah, we get slack for the hazy IPAs and people are over hazy IPAs. But in the end, whatever converts converts right as long as right. you bring them in and i think the the issue with the new england ipas is always weird to me or the the milkshake ipas or anything that's like different from the traditional styles mm-hmm. like any of the 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 hate that is around that is very counterproductive because the whole entire point is to one not look like snobs right and look like everybody should be drinking craft beer right so we want to make it as welcoming as possible facts um but two if the entire point is to grow the industry you want as many people drinking different styles of beer and want breweries to be experimenting and creating things that bring more people into the door so that right. way we can grow the industry so i feel like anything that's hate around that or like uh let's stick to beer and let it just be beer uh, is very counterproductive to the growth of the industry, right? Um, which is why I'll be, even if I don't care about the beer, particularly, it's not my style or taste. I'll always defend any version of any beer that comes out because yeah. I want new, I want people converted. Yeah. So if the Rattler will bring someone in, I want them drinking that Rattler. The Rattler, yeah. Because then maybe they're going to pick up that can somewhere else. And they're like, oh, I drank a Rattler from this brand. And then they're like, oh, here's something else. Yeah. And as long as it's not that Coors, gross Coors rather, I keep seeing advertised the everywhere, the orange slices or yeah. something. I don't know. Gross. I don't want to even get the name. Yeah. <laughs> but I think um, the styles is an interesting thing. And that's marketing, right? It's like yeah. offering different products. And it's either... To appeal to different tastes. Exactly. Yeah. To appeal to different tastes. I think it's a really good point, especially with the, um, like a Rattler, with New England's, with sours um mm-hmm. sours are bring great. In individual like sours are a really good one for, for wine, the drinkers. wine drinkers if people yeah. are drinking white wine drinkers and a lot of people are saying it's about women as no there's mad people who do to like don't drink beer yeah they just drink wine or they drink liquor or whatever but you give them a sour and or they think they come into it like, i don't like beer because mm-hmm. they probably only had macro lagers that are skunked or whatever yeah they'll try a sour and like oh shit this is not too dis-. i've had so many sours that are like the taste just like some white wines I've had. Oh my gosh, sure, right? there's this, um, uh, I think it's Bre- called White Lies. Blood yeah, Brothers. White Lies. For, oh, still. do we? Yeah. So Blood yeah, Brothers, White it. Lies, the Riesling and the Sauvignon Blanc. My goodness. It's and like there's one a Chardonnay of the, one yeah, too. best versions of a white wine I've had. It's exceptional. I mean, that's so like a, a super high-end yeah. version that's actually using grape yeah. must. But if I did have a wine drinking friend, you, well, I do have wine drinking friends, but someone who didn't wasn't interested in craft beer, I would definitely bring them there and I know that I would. I'd be converted. You'd be converted, yeah. right? Because yeah, exactly. it opens. I'd them, be like, opening. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that people just don't have an understanding of the depth and the breadth of what craft beer offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same goes for New England IPAs. We're just mentioning that because they're fruity, they're not bitter. Because people think IPAs they're bitter. Yeah, they're dog. Like get with the times, fam. Like they haven't been bitter for years. <laughs> Relax. Um, and that one is a huge um, converter yeah. for new drinkers. Um, 
you said something else. There's one more. Rattlers. Rattlers because that's essentially orange juice or yeah. lemon juice. Like, or I'm not a fan juice, of them at all. Because you're not a juice drinker. Yeah. But oh, maybe yeah. someone who likes liquor, maybe they like, uh, like OJ drinks, and vodka example, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's kind of like a fizzy, like whatever. And it's like the only problem is they're like super low, like 3 4% at most. Yeah. But because some people like to, some people bitch. Like that's why I'm so surprised. We did a podcast like yesterday. Um, with Labira, Labira Lug, which uh, 138, and mm-hmm. they were saying that this, we drank all session beers, nothing yeah. higher than 5% on there. And they were saying people are asking all the time for low alcohol and no alcohol beers. And that's like most people I talk to are like the legitimate opposites. Yeah. I was so surprised yeah. that that's really popular out there. But that talks to that sort of segment of the market. Um, the reason why this kind of one came up, to be honest, was I was just speaking to Shahan from Lost Craft before, and they just introduced a, um, they're calling the milkshake IPA. I think it's more of a lactose IPA okay. because it doesn't have vanilla. Vanilla to me is Ooh, the yeah. difference, but it's like a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Shahan's a friend. He's been a friend, a client <laughs> of ours for like three years, I guess, a bit more. And no more. We met him at the end of 2015. Shit, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long time. So yeah. I've been busted. He's like me and him, like, I don't know if I've said this before, but me and him always like uh, joke and give each other shit about our beer taste mm-hmm. because he likes more traditional stuff and I like the more, you know, the craziest stuff. Yeah. So I'm telling him, dude, do a New England, do a milkshake, do all this stuff. And he finally listened to me. I, yeah. I'm not sure if it was me, but I'm going to take credit. And he did it. <laughs> I feel like he, he wore like, him down after four years. I feel like, and I think yeah. he gets it now because he's seeing it a bit more, you know, seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And I've you know, seen a, a few people say it's fantastic online. I've seen a few people trash it and they go, Lost Craft doing a milkshake. I'm like, but think about what Lost Craft and breweries like them are doing for the industry. Mm-hmm. Like he's making sessionable, uh, attractive beers that directly comb- uh, are attacking um, macro beer big drinkers beer. from big beer, right? Yep. And he's the gateway that's bringing people over. The, the, the hardcore shit that we drink isn't generally bringing people over unless someone brings a, a friend. Yeah. Because he's in, he goes to places that craft other kind of breweries don't bother going yeah. to. He's um, investing in, you know, getting placements at festivals and events that have this other um, audience. Demographic, that, like, yeah, a different demo, demographic yeah. that's not necessarily craft oriented at it. all or beer oriented at all. Facts. Yeah. And that's why actually he's gone. He just dropped a Rattler, a cider, a milkshake, he's and the Hellas Lager. Yeah. Um, and I love that beer season. journey when you think about it, right? So Lost Craft's done this milkshake milkshake IPA. Yep. So say I'm somebody who was drinking that Lost Craft revival because I saw the can and I liked it. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that's okay, the Kolsch, interesting. That's the Kolsch, yeah. So that's the Kolsch. And I'm like, okay, I'm familiar with this brand, Lost Craft. Now all of a sudden a milkshake IPA comes. I already trust the brand. I'm in love with the brand because I've been drinking. their like easier the going. red ale. Red ale, pale, yeah, pale. The, and, you know, um, the, the Unify, Unify, the light lager. Light lager, yeah. So there's all like nice and easy yeah. drinking. It's so not been too drinking crazy. It, so I trust the brand. So now when they come up with this milkshake IPA, I'm going to be like, okay, never heard this? of whatever that means, but I know what a milkshake is. So sure, let me go with it because I trust the brand. So now I'm going to try that milkshake IPA. Likely I'm going to enjoy it. And also that comes from loving the brand one, but two milkshake IPAs are great. Um, so what happens now when my friend takes me to Bellwoods and I see a milk shark there, I'm going to be like, oh, I've heard of a milkshake IPA. I know what that is. Let me try that as opposed to being completely intimidated by this. So I think that's the journey that you get with that, yeah. right? Like he might, because other people might see Bellwoods that are like not either in the area or just not like privy to craft beer or knowing anything about craft beer. And they'll be like my cousin. I took my cousins, my family was visiting from London. I took them to Bellwoods because I'm like London, England. And I was like, oh, you guys got to come here. It's one of the best craft breweries in Ontario. My cousin, after, I think we gave him like goblin sauce. He liked goblin sauce was the only beer he liked. Yeah. And then uh, a few others, we likely gave him a milk shark. 
no, they, you can't just walk in there and get milkshake like that. It was like, oh, back then. Oh, now yeah. you can, but back it was then you sort can. of a I can't even but, remember. Uh, what it was yeah, just like a variation of different types of beers. And at some point in time, he's like, "I just want a normal beer." <laughs> <laughs> it was, the, and I was in like, front of everybody. And I was like, in front of so loudly, and I'm like, "Bowes doesn't make normal beers." Okay? But you know, the funny thing is, they now do they now. do. Yes. I was like, "Oh, Brad, if you were here, like now." You'd you be love loving it. the pilsners. <laughs> Do you know what's a good, this is a really good point? You were talking about Lost Craft leading the customers on a journey from the, you know, the standard, I was going to say basic beers, but I don't mean that in a negative way at all. No. Like traditional, traditional you know, lagers, things that yeah. people are used to seeing, like, you know, fizzy yellow beers. But That's actually the thing. So taste. it looks like the, a beer you're used to. A beer you're already. used to. Yeah. Bell was the opposite. Uh-huh. Bell was went from crazy stuff. And then after that was like a year and a half ago. So I would say like early 2018, they started introducing Paper Tiger, the dry hub. Yeah. And then um, Bellweiser, the regular pills. Now they've got the whole range, the Mexican, the beer garden one, the like, there's like a whole, they're doing yeast, yeah. Scotland lab yeast tests. And it's all these, cra- and they're exceptional. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. So like no, now they're, they're taking the opportunity of, um, maybe th- you could bring someone like your cousin now yeah. and give him a normal beer <laughs> and he'll probably be blown. He'll be like, yo, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because it'll be a fantastically yeah. well-made crispy boy. Mm-hmm. And then as he gets sort of crazy, they have the whole range from Jutsu, the Pale Ale, yeah. leading into the Saisons that are still pretty chill. And and like you said, the double IPAs, double IPAs, yeah. the barrel-aged stouts, if you want to yeah. get wild, all the, all the funky like sours and stuff. So mm-hmm. like- that's a, that's interesting. It's a really cool, like complete opposite spectrum. Yeah, like but they're could, doing the same shit, crazy. just in the other way around. Yeah, yeah. So that actually really speaks to anybody like talking shit about Lost Craft and the people who were were beer nerd, like ultimate beer nerds. So I'm not surprised they were talking like that. I yeah, know that's what I would expect from them. They're not looking at the bigger picture. And I've actually is, heard people talk shit about Bellwood's Pilsners too. I thought, what the fuck, Bellwood's making Pilsners, bro? Like, they, Why not? Pilsners are Someone said they're bad. Someone actually told me they're bad. I'm like, you're fucking that person's out of their head. Mind. Yeah, because they're genuinely. <laughs> fantastic oh, products. yeah delicious and yeah. and so i think that's just the craft being nerdery the the people i would be exposed to saying mm-hmm. that type of stuff but so it's kind of cool actually yeah i think that's it's a cool realization cool. Eh? and i do um i think in the end it's because bellwoods is also re- like we're all trying to grow the community what do you do by providing variety that's why you can't knock somebody who's doing either controversial styles controversial yeah or um just ensuring that, like, yeah, they spread the love across everything so they can bring more people in. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Yeah. So that was the first uh, main point was about the beer styles and, you know, how that can grow. And that's from a brewery side. Um, I guess the next one through marketing via social, so being inclusive and be available for marketing, I guess. So you could touch on that from in the first episode. But basically we were saying through the marketing, a lot of breweries are still not um, – not social, they're not responsive, they're not, and even uh, targeting various different types of people. Mm-hmm. So that I guess that's kind of the diversity side as well, actually. Um, the the things that people like Rand and Crowns and Hops are doing, um, like we said, if, if you keep targeting the same people, the same people keep lining up every week, it's the same uh, types of individuals you're seeing in the lines, let's be real, like even in Toronto, a very, very, very multicultural city, it's maybe 60, 40, 50, close to 50, 50 gender-wise, but it's still not Oh, yeah, like anything. I'll still go to Bellwoods and be the only black person at Bellwoods. Yeah, That's sure. not like a rare And the vast thing. majority of stuff. That's not a rare thing in any brewery that I go to. No, so that means there's work to do. Yeah, so there's a lot of work to be done. I'm dating a white guy with a beard. That's how I got into beer. <laughs> you know, like, but that's got, not yeah. enough. Not all of us yeah. are all going to be dating the white guys with the with the, with the beards. So like, that's we a need great to point. find al- alternative routes to, to bring people in. Spe- um, the Dominion City stuff. 
so yeah, what I really like when you're talking about brands that are advocating, I guess, for inclusion, mm. I think Dominion City is a really great example of that. And they're in Ottawa. One, Dominion City is in Ottawa. They're an awesome, awesome brewery. They make so fantastic good. beers just love all y'all. around. I love them. They're in a whole, yeah. Yeah, the marketing's on point. The beer's on point. The, the people, people are fantastic. on point. The culture, yeah. everything is fantastic. Um, but we were there in Ottawa last month, that was, yeah, right? Yeah, it was April. For uh, a, a, a night with Ren Navarro yes. from Beer Diversity. That was a really great talk, but I love that they hosted that talk and that it was a sold out event, which shows that people are listening. Yes. And inclusion, when we talk about inclusion and diversity, it doesn't, it's not just specific to people of color. Um, it's all types of people, right? So that people of color, um, differently able, differently abled individuals, LGBT. LGBTQ. I think that was the main things. Those are the main things they focus on. Traffic, anyone who's not the like, standard market, yeah. you know, and just like, yeah, the people who don't look exactly like this, the traditional demographic. And who was at her event? What types of individuals? Everything. There's the awesome lady, native. Lady, yeah, like, like there was like an awesome like native woman who was <laughs> yeah. like native and in a wheelchair saying like, look at me, I'm doing double and stuff like yeah, that. Right. She was awesome. Um, oh, and there she was, was like an old, And she was gay. Oh, so yeah, she was female, awesome. gay, yeah. native wheelchair. <laughs> um, and then there was like, say, the older Indian lady who oh, was, was there. The like she was so awesome. And like just hearing her speak about craft beer made me so happy because I was like, oh, gosh, like look She's at this. She's introducing like, young people to craft yeah. beer. She was probably in her 50s. Yeah. Yeah. She was super cool. Yeah. Um, and and I was speaking um, just to Ren and just kind of talking to a few of the people there. And we were talking about like the initiatives that breweries can take, right? In order to... With Josh. We're talking to Josh. Uh, we were talking to yeah, Josh yes, about yes. it too. Josh, um, uh, Josh is the owner of Dominion City. And we were speaking about um, just how breweries can make sure that they are inclusive. And one of the ways is hosting events like that, right? But other things might be partnering with a local restaurant that is like a local Indian restaurant that everybody's going to. Say the Ethiopian joint on um, in o- on Ozington, I think it was, or on Bloor. What was that one we oh, loved? Oh, Nazareth. Nazareth, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Like, that'd be lucky if you could get them. But you know what I mean? Like things like that, like partnering with um, not just the same type of people, but partnering outside with different cultures. So that way you can expose them to your product and bring them in. Yeah. Because craft beer is fantastic. As we always say, once you try it, you're in there's you're in like you're locked in but the problem is it's not presented to people no um and i think that's like that comes in the form of social media which we're talking about as yes. well so it's kind of like diversity in, in all and then diver- and then create, creating down, yeah. diverse events yes and the jamaican idea the jamaican society um did i talk about the jamaican no, society talk, no no i'm saying let's talk about that like you, you mentioned the ethiopian one but the jamaican one Oh, I think I talked about like partnering with the Jamaican Association would be a good example. Yeah, because he was no because like oxtail and pilsners. Because pil- yeah, I was so quite you- I was quite like uh, going in and very intoxicated and talking about it as not, well. Uh, at this point, oh, no, not at that one point. or two beers. Oh, anyway. not at that point. Okay. But basically, I, I came in Tiff and uh, to Tiff and Josh, and Josh said to Tiff, or that's all you told me this later. He was like, "How can I do it? How can I reach out to different audiences?" And this is like, that's why Josh is such a great guy because he was asking the right question. Yeah, how can I? reach out to another um, like a demographic that doesn't generally patronize our brewery mm-hmm. without being like f- not fraudulent, but inauthentic. Yeah. Inauthentic. Yeah. Like, is it like, Hey, we Which need the blacks. Yeah. Blacks it's like, like, Hey, blacks, it's hip hop. Come and do it. Come yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing you suggest, and I thought this was brilliant. Well, for example, like your mom, goes to a Jamaican association, which mm-hmm. is something that keeps her in touch with her culture. A lot of her friends are Jamaican. Yeah. They understand each other. They have these dances. It's like a cool place for, you know, mature people to go and hang out. See how I use the mature word? Mm-hmm. Love you, Clover. Mm-hmm. And, oh, nice. It's nice, right? Mm-hmm. And 
the, reaching out to an organization like that was like, hey, come to the brewery. Let's have one of your events here. Yeah. You know, we can cater and make, or you can cater and bring in your people to, to, to cater the, you know, maybe you've got generally people that you use to do your events as well, but let them come in and, and drink our beers and we'll yeah. do a deal and they put something together yeah. where That's they, they, and they'll maybe do a pairing, a, yeah. imagine a craft beer and Jamaican food That's pairing. That's what I said, like oxtail and then a pilsner or something like that would be a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that was just such a, a cool, authentic way that breweries can go ahead and actually get in touch with another community that typically wouldn't be exposed to them in an authentic way that is put together. Like it's, it's done in partnership with people who represent the culture instead of just some like, once again, white dude with a beard being like, hey, like you said, it's hip hop night, hey, like inviting all the blacks. Yeah. Like it's just not. It's just like uh, the best possible way to go about doing that. Yeah. I think it's just such a cool thing. So that's some, some ideas I'm sure. Community you know, outreach is another example of that as well. You know, like getting being part of the community in very, various communities in the city. Yep. Um, and might as well hit that in one In your too. area. Sorry, guys. We're doing the uh, solo tip. So we're just going to be running up and down, getting beers for the next lot and also changing the uh, yeah. batteries and resetting cameras. You know how it go. Yeah. So community outreach are just like being like – Reaching out to, what do you mean by that? Uh, so, for example, out. if there were um, uh, communities that were, say, like underprivileged, I'm trying to think of the term of it, you know, when you're like... No, underprivileged is a good word. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. And they're looking for jobs, like reaching out to something like oh, that and I making see, sure see, that you can create a workplace that's diverse by maybe reaching out to just like <clears> places <throat> that they might not be. So partnering with, you know, like those job, the, the people who make yeah, sure that yeah, yeah, yeah. those who are underprivileged who might not be traditionally picked up on a job board are paired correctly so that they can get in. And then that might like be something. Like differently able people yeah, to maybe yeah, be able to hook things them like up that, exactly. doing some work and stuff. And like we've had um, clients and stuff that we've worked with that create events for like differently abled individuals and that's like cool. that like that is so yeah. cool to me the like, job fair for yeah the job fair is for uh, autistic like yeah exactly autistic just things kids. like that and that's bringing in a different community there right that's so, genius yeah like something like that is perfect and there's got to be a way to be able to, you know or it's like those companies that maybe work with like ex-felons who can't get jobs and yeah. stuff like that and help people back integrate back into society yeah. for people like that or for folks who just don't get op- opportunities yeah. and like you know there's a lot of like sort of I don't know, manual jobs at breweries that almost yeah. anybody can do. Like, yeah. f- like unpack- f- packing six packs full of beer. Yeah. Or like and that's it. Younger people, stuff. older people, just a variety, everything. Yeah. Like just everything. So that when you go in, everyone has an opportunity to see someone that looks like them. Yeah. Because it's the worst thing is being like in a place and you're the only one. It's like, yeah. The only one is something that um, we were talking about with Crowns and Hops. Like yeah. being the only one was mm-hmm. actually going to be a, a campaign we were going to use. Didn't get around to it. But yeah, I thought that was such a cool idea um, to do that. So like, yeah, that is just, there's a bunch of different ways. So, you know, I mean, talk to people in your community, think about how you can go about attracting people or think about your community. Cause at the end of the day, a brewery is a place, it's a community meeting place. I forgot that someone said that. T.O. is very big about that. T.O. looks at it. Someone else said it too. I remember as well, but T.O. from Crowns and Hops definitely says that. And if a brewery is supposed to be a place where the whole community can come together, well, who makes up your community? And then you look around the room on any given night and you're like, oh, who's missing? Yeah. And like, why are they missing? Why do they not know about it? Yeah. Because a lot of the ones, if you think about Dominion City, they're in an industrial area down like a It's like a road neck. I don't know if you noticed, but it was like me and Scott when we first went there. We couldn't yeah. find it for yeah. ages. It's like you got to go down by the side, like side of factories and buy like a field or something. And it's all the way at the back. And 
you're not walking past that. Yeah. It's like you're going to Dominion City. You, it's a destination. It's a destination. Yeah. So, like, and a lot of breweries are like that. The vast majority are mm-hmm. like that. So you're not going to get the walk by traffic. Even if they do, someone who would, like you said, you'd peer in and you'd be like, well, this is kind of cool. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, it's just white dudes with beards. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. You know? And it might make people feel uncomfortable. You have to let people, you have to proactively do it. And I think the main issue, I've spoken about this before, is that if breweries are having can releases every other weekend and there's... 200 people you know, at the up. door, they're yeah. going to be like, well, I'm good. Yeah. But it's not about that because at the end of the day, like those people aren't society. Yeah. And it doesn't represent. And until a brewery represents society, that's the only, only way that the industry is going to grow is that everyone is included. And if everyone isn't included, then it's um, stuck. Yeah. It's good like, for the bottom line. Yeah. It's good for the bottom line. It's good for the culture of it. It's good for literally every part of it. And yeah. that's the... Um, I think that's the main lesson yep. that we need to get from that. So next beer. Oh, look at that. A very pleasant good evening. Which is what we're this having what right we're now. what we're having. Wow, how convenient. Oh, cool. So an IPL. Do you, know, oh, do you know what IPL is? India Pale Lager? Yeah. Have you had one before? This is by Left Field, by the way. Yes, Left Field are a fantastic brewery. Oh, gosh, I love them. In uh, the east end of Toronto, of course. Actually, very close to where my brother Notion lives, uh, conveniently enough. Yeah, he's putting his address on blast, eh? I'm joking. <laughs> no, like, not really around the corner. You ain't gonna find it. It's closer to another brewery. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so an IPL, I guess, is just like a it's Ooh, a, it's a lager beer, good. isn't it? Mm-hmm. A lager beer hopped. It's almost like I don't really know what the exact difference is between an uh, um, what do you call it, a dry hopped lager and an IPL. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's still lagered. So yeah. I don't know if I don't, because it's not an ale. Yeah. So it's definitely not ale yeast, it's lager yeast. But it smells like an IPA, like it's hopped shit. So I don't really know exactly, but I really like them. And we're going to take a photograph for those kids. There we go. How's that? Are you satisfied with that one? Yes. Are you sure? You know that I am. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us, guys. How's that? Thanks so much. Yeah, that works. Let me just delete the other one so I don't mess up Perfect. later. Perfect. Good, Good idea. Good idea. Rather, uh, this beer pairs well with corn dogs and hot Cheeto. What is this word? Elots. Mm. Oh, cheers. What word is that? I realized I took a sip. Sorry. Elots. Oh wow, it's great. I have no idea. Yeah, that's a different snack. Someone let me know in the end is what that... a hot Cheeto Elots is. Mm-hmm. I'll just take the corn dog. This is dope. Yeah, this is really nice. Tropical, crisp. Like tangy, bitter, dry. It's a little bit bitter, but it's kind of bitter in the way a lager is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not nice like fresh date on here. When was it? See, so yeah, I like uh, look for a lager April fifth. Like from when That's you got it compared to when you got it. Oh, I don't know. We're when filming I got it. way after you got it. Well, I probably only got it a week or two ago. No, I feel like it was like three weeks or four weeks ago. No, I wouldn't wait. It's been sitting. It definitely was here before my mom even came. Oh really? Yeah. Um, so I like that because then this company is also shipping you really fresh Super beers. Super fresh, yeah. yeah. I really like this. This is great. Yeah. Um, one thing I actually want to talk about too, which I yeah. intended to speak about first. Um, Before we got stuff, sorry about that. Yeah. Is um, the one thing I like about this box is that it was like specific to the area. Yeah. So is that what before. they're doing? Because you got this. I'm not sure about this. Yeah. Is that what they're doing? Are they highlighting areas each time? I believe so. Yeah. That's so the first one, cool. they had some bottles and stuff. I saw they yeah. had some, and it was like sick. I remember when I see them, I think, they followed me or BOS before mm-hmm. they reached out. And I remember seeing it. I was like, the box sort of stuff, to be honest, because of the way I drink, um, and I really only want one of different things, and I, we travel a lot, but they generally don't interest me. Plus, 
we can't get anything shipped to Quebec yeah. ever because I think there's some ridiculous laws here. So Ontario has like 50 plus breweries that do online ordering. Quebec has zero because get your we can't. together, Quebec. I have even sometimes like when we actually got um, Leftfield sent us a box back in the day when they first do it because they send a whole bunch out to PR. If you go listen to episode 130, you'll have PR explain to you if you're not sure how that works. And um, Or if you doubt it's... Uh- People said you didn't you didn't get those sent to you bought it. I'm like, bro, are you fucking anyway. Uh, I hate people sometimes, but he uh, they sent that out and they couldn't send it to me in Quebec. They wouldn't they wouldn't they weren't able to do it. And I've had mm-hmm. other breweries say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So then I have to get it sent to my brother and then or whatever. I have to figure something else out. Yeah. So they can't even do it through their their account with yeah. Canada Post. I'm not surprised. So it really sucks. Quebec is super limited. And it's really unfortunate because there's breweries in like Gaspisi, like Orval or whatever, mm-hmm. or Pink Caribou. I know we get a lot here, but. Imagine if you could just mail order all that. It'd be yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd be like, Will from Rosewood would be very happy. Very happy, you. man. <laughs> so he's been trying to get some stuff for a while. He's not yeah. Like, I would say this is a very cool marketing technique for, for businesses yeah. as well to like get into this. Cause now you've like got me a whole like brewery map on the East end for me yeah. to do. So like, oh, I'd be like at left, left field and be like, all right, cool. I know I can go to Godspeed and I know I can go to Eastbound. I'd say when you're hitting muddy York and, um, must be up here, Brunswick, right? they're oh, all yeah, up there. Yeah. Oh, they're right near each other. They're but awesome. I love that. I love that. That's very, very It's cool. super sick. Um, so basically what we're doing for those listening and not seeing, there's like a little card thing. It's not actually little at all. It's like A3 um, size that came with it. And basically one side is a complete map of the East End and sort of where all the breweries are in, in relation to each other. Um, and it's really cool because, like you said, you can plan it out. Like what's eight and nine here? Radical Road and Rorschach. That's been ready. Oh, yeah, we've been past that. Yeah. Been to Rorschach. It's dope. Salter Street. I don't know much about them. Oh, man, you can have a really East good Bound, run here. Yeah. yeah. You could do like a full, you could probably do these uh, seven. Yeah. That's a full brewery crawl. Yeah. And oh, what's number seven? What is this that? is so smart. Of, oh, common good. This is so out, smart yeah. for the breweries to do that, to just like, um, yeah, come together. I love the Toronto East Brewery Collective. Such a cool they thing. They need a West End Collective. That's not a thing, right? Oh, there's an Etobicoke one. Oh, nice. Which okay. is, uh, it's like Big Rock mascot just moved out there. Um, I think Great Lakes, Great Lakes counts right? in there. There's like same amount. There's like mm-hmm. 10 here. I don't know if it's maybe 10. It's probably less because I think in the Etobicoke area, there's not that many. Yeah. But that's really cool for something else breweries can do to try and diversify and grow. is like, like in power in numbers. Yeah, partner with each other. Partner with yeah, each other. Yeah. No one loses because at the end of the day, the best thing about beer is that people travel for it mm-hmm. and people always want variety. Like everybody, even the brewers are drinkers mm-hmm. and they want the variety too. Yeah. So if they're able to have access to different types of beers and stuff, then they're just as happy as uh, as the drinkers. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really cool way, like you said, because I've seen they've done a bunch of events. And I think the first event they ever did, I remember I'm on the, the mailing list and they were doing it at Eastbound, I think. Nice. Which is sick. Yeah. Because it's a beautiful space. It's pretty big as well. Oh, gosh. Um, really great location. And they all come together. I don't know if they've done, do you know what I like? In Vancouver, actually, there's uh, our friend Daniel lives in an area, called, they call it East Van, but the beer district is called Yeast Van. Oh, yeah, nice. Huh? Don't they have like two cool names or something? Because isn't there another? Oh, no, it's called like Brewer's Road. Brewer's or Road in Port Moody. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, which has got four breweries like Twin Sales, Parkside, Yellow Dog, and Moody Ales. Nice. That's the four out there. And then the Yeast Van has like, I, th- uh, I want to say, 
like 30 or 40 dead ass in that whole area. Daniel is in the best area for all that stuff. Yeah. And so much of it is walking distance. And they all collab. They do these collabs where there's like you list the collabs on the side of the can. And it's like, like yes. this is a million names. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it'd be cool. I don't know if they've done it. They may have. So I might be wrong. But it'd be really cool to see, a, a, you know, some maybe like, you know, quarterly collab beers or something from this whole thing, have a release party. I mean, they're all busy, I'm sure. But that's still another way to start yeah. tapping in. And even And that's just still keeping it local. That's still not really broad, yeah. broadening outside of the the, the area, I guess, um, which is pretty sick. Um, another thing that's come up a bunch, I don't think we've talked, I think I've talked about it on maybe like a B-mail or something. Mm-hmm. So for, once again, this is still for breweries. Um, it's a balance between your core brands and your special releases. Mm-hmm. So there's been a bit of a thing recently that um, I've been reading some articles, mostly out of the States, because there seems to be a lot of pressure on breweries to be doing everyone, like the ticker culture from untapped. Yeah. Um, you know, people just want, what's new? They walk into a brewery, like, cool, what's new? They don't care that they've got that, you know, pale ale that they've been working on for five years and <laughs> nailed this recipe and it's exceptional. Yeah. They just want to know what's new. Yeah. And, and some breweries now are feeling the pressure, once again, more in the States than in Canada, to be like, shit, every single week we have to release a new beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to put – and then they end up just sort of like just taking, okay, this IPA, cool, changes two hops out, slap a, a new logo, a new label on, bam, done. Yeah. And it's, you know, something they've just thrown together. Maybe something they haven't worked on. You know, it's not exceptional, but people are in are demanding new so often that they – don't really have much of a choice but to do that. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, right? So I think that is definitely something that brewers can do to, to find a balance between that. I don't know, like, one actual real cool thing I love that two particular breweries do, Bellwoods and Burlington Beer Co. in Vermont, they do a rotating um, regular beers. That's cool. So, like, yeah. as you if you've seen with Bellwoods recently, they just started canning. They can Roman Candle, Ghost Orchid, the two monogamies, uh, Jetsu, um, something else I might be missing. Um, and basically, Roman Candle's not year-round. It's yeah. probably four, five, six times a year. Ghost Orchid, same. So it's not like you can walk in there every single time and, and, pick, it go- up, yeah. and pick it up. But it's, you know what's going to come back. And when they do, I like it when I see Gord. I haven't seen Gord for ages, but he come and go, yo, this batch right now, bro, it's killer. Try this and make sure, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. And Burlington does the same thing. Like that, you know, they've got a bunch of core brands, a lot more than Bellwoods because uh, they're a bit crazy. But like it's complicated being a wizard is a great double IPA. And they'll bring that back, whatever, every other month. Yeah. And when you get it, people are like, oh, shit, let me get a bunch of that because I know I can't get it all the time. But it's still a regular. It's like a halfway thing between – and brand new beer and a core brand. Yeah. And they'll do like sometimes Burlington does maybe like a, a double, triple, quadruple beer launch pretty much every weekend, like mm-hmm. Friday or Saturday. But like maybe two of the four will be core brands like that again. Then the other ones just like maybe a variant on a – they have like a flavored Goza series. Yeah. And a fruit of Goza, sorry. And uh, maybe a sour series or they have these crazy um, – pastry stouts with like wild shit, like waffles and stuff and whatever. So they'll just do different variants on that as well. So it's kind of like this nice balance, I guess. And that's my point. Find a balance between the two and then, you know, maybe try and like, you're pleasing the, the, the beer fans with the, the the new stuff. You're also like improving on stuff. And I think there's got to be some sort of balance. Oh, I, no, I between that. No, I it's hard. Agree. Like even for me, cause I'm documenting it. I'm not trying to try something new all the time because I'm like, what's new. Yeah. I would happily drink many more beers multiple times if it wasn't for my 
OCD. Reviews. Oh. OCD for the reviews. <laughs> for the reviews. It is OCD. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, that's some something that I think is... Um, yeah. It's, I was going to say controversial. It's not really, but something that some breweries are struggling with. Yeah. Some have said that they feel that pressure and stuff. I have seen people saying they feel a pressure to do it. It's a fun. Like, it's fun also from a marketing perspective. Like, I've seen Isn't Sawdust doing, like, a beer a week or something? Or beer a week month? for the whole year. 52. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah. That's, for, that's like really Canada, interesting. Actually, yeah, yeah, I think that's like But they're, really they're doing as yeah. well. They're, they're, it's probably a mix. They're bringing back the, this week yeah, right some now. Yes, older we're ones, right? Juicing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then they're like older ones. Yes, exactly. They redid the, hey, the sugar pants. Hey, Juicing started it all, no? Juicing was the first New England we had. Yeah, yeah crazy. Ruined my life. Thanks, Checking guys. Check it out. <laughs> Major obsessed. Major yeah, obsessive. Yeah, I got to go down there. I got to see those guys. Um, something you went over quickly because we were talking about you kind of merged social media and um, did, diversity yeah, sorry, into the I same like thing. Was... Yeah, but they're not. Um, no, no, no. I meant uh, diversity within social media as well, like making sure okay. you're like. I would definitely talking. say, um, breweries, feel free to add uh, people who look different to your photos sometimes. You know, nothing wrong with like <laughs> throwing someone else in there every now and then, you know, like. Trying to get the team a little bit more diverse, you know, you even know. like, I feel like even um, the stock photos on the stock website are like, all right, one white guy, one, one Asian, Asian guy. <laughs> one black man, one like brown girl, like at least they're doing that. So, hey, just like I, it's nice to go to a feed and see people who look like you. Just some feedback. All right. Just throw just throw in some feedback. Are there any Because people- I actually, especially during holiday seasons, it's like very funny to like look at like the group of the entire brewery. And we were like, looking at one today. Everyone actually, looks the... exactly the same. It's just, I know it's not malicious, but it does come across in a certain way and it doesn't feel welcoming or inclusive. So that's just something to just throw that out there from the social media perspective. And it's funny because even with our clients, when we're creating content, which now, like, yeah, we're going into social media, when we're creating content, we ensure that all the people on the feed are diverse as well so that everybody has an opportunity to see someone who looks like them because that's going to, in the end, that's what you align with, right? So you want to see yourself in the brand. Yeah. So keep that in mind. That's always. a really good point. Um, is there any brands that you can think of off the top of your head that are actually um, doing it well? Maybe, you know, whether it's locally or uh, elsewhere. Like uh, Merit do really well because the owner, Tej, yeah, is in Lost Craft. Lost Craft are Lost really Craft, good. Lost Craft, I would say, is probably like they represent the urban best Toronto. because they yeah. represent urban Toronto and Toronto is diverse. Yeah, so, like, is. that actually, yeah, represents what the city looks like. Yeah, facts. Uh, left Field. Oh, yeah. And do you know what? If you look at their pit, they got a, actually quite a diverse stuff. Yeah, I love it. Everybody. There's just, like, versions got, of I, most people. I feel like, because Mandy yeah. and Mark are very um, business savvy, mm-hmm. and I think it's intentional and not in a bad way at yeah. all. I think they're really, like, being like, yeah. We're making sure. Yeah, it's not in a bad way, but it's like, yeah, you have to go back and forth. Like in the end, it's 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 mar- it's money, right? Like di- being diverse actually helps your bottom line. Yes. And in addition to that, it grows the entire industry. And even if you think about it, if you hire someone of any of the things we listed before, yeah. differently abled, uh, LGBT or people of color. Yeah. Um, imagine that particular individual might be like, hey, guys. Yeah. I'm working at hey, this, this is where I'm now. working now. Come Check through. it out. Yeah, exactly. And they might be like, hey, yeah. I'm involved with this sport or this group or yeah. whatever. Can I host the event here? And look, hell yeah, bring them in. Or you just tell their mates to come yeah. see them at work. And that's it's likely that people of color know other people of color and then spread the word. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, isn't it that when you think about it? It's almost yes. easy. Just bring different people in and then you're going to attract different people, yeah. which means you'll grow. Do you know what USA we have? Uh, we've, we've, we always look at case studies of different companies. Mm-hmm. For example, the H and M where they messed up with that hoodie with the the, the monkey, the, coolest the monkey. monkey in the jungle. Right. 
disaster. Uh, the Gucci thing with the the um, the what do you call it? Total neck that had the lips. It looked yeah. like the, the old. And they um, just released a turban. And they just released a turban like today or yesterday. Yeah. So all of these companies now, how could they have avoided this? By having a diverse team. Diverse. Sorry, that also includes women. Oh yeah. But I I am happy to see that I feel like their women are getting more representation there. So that's making me happy, which is why I'm not harping on it as much. No. Like at least I am seeing women. That was like the first step to be like, oh cool, there are other women in here with me. That's awesome. So it's just taking it to the to the next step. Yes. And it's just like if you have a diverse team around you. You're like, hey guys, we're thinking of doing this. What do you think? And then the, the nuances, the cultural nuances. Yeah. Because there's so many cultures. Yeah. If you have a, a diverse team, I mean, look, breweries are small businesses. Yeah. So you can only do so much, right? Yeah. I get it. But like some of them have got 20, 30, 40, 50 people. So at that point, you can't have- There's no way that there's all white someone girls else. Yeah. Dudes. It's just not possible. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. So, and maybe they're not applying. Because I was like to try to give the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe yeah, they're not totally. applying, but that's also because you're not putting yourself out there enough. Yeah, and, you and that's why I say pairing with people with the job boards and things like that in different communities to ensure that 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 position gets put on other people's radar. Facts. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there's a hey guys, we're thinking of using this marketing slogan or doing this product with this name. Yeah, and then and maybe you, know, you don't realize, and you might not realize, and then someone's like, hey, just so you know, like you know, yeah. in my community, that would actually be very offensive. Like, oh damn, yeah. Because like, yeah. I see, and if anyone follows either Don't Drink Beer or Worst Beer blog on Instagram, they post. I swear to God, it's pretty much daily where there's a whole shitstorm that a brewery has made a mistake and mm-hmm. made a product that is like so one brewery, I forgot what they were called. I believe they're closing down was called Black Lagers Matter. Oh, that's a disaster. The idea yeah. behind it, I get where he's coming from, but he's still, he's like, no, but like, you know, I'm playing on it, trying to say that they do matter. But I'm like, it's not something to be played with. And it's very offensive. I even know. I can't even say I get it. You don't get where I, I think it's ridiculous. You could just say like black. Because black lives are, are fronted on. He's, I know they're fronted I'm not standing on. Up for but it's like, like the thing that like that phrase is, you know, like black loggers is like black lives matter. You're hitting too close to like a phrase. There's so many other that ways to represent though, right? that it's important. Th- then pairing it with something that results in the death of hundreds of, of black individuals. Do you know what I mean like black bodies are are dying? So that's yeah. not so something that you want to, to don't equate it to a beer, crop, an unpopular yeah. crop beer. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get if if it wasn't so dire and dangerous on the other side. If that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like that guy deserves to have been destroyed, and I oh, think yeah. social media put him in its place badly. So powerful, social. So powerful. Um, so he could have avoided that. Yeah. If he just happened to have someone of color working at his brewery, yeah. they would have gone you know what dude no don't yeah. do that and that's the problem there's so many like i don't know we joke all the time we see hear so many songs and albums and movies and tv she's like who yeah. the fuck green light who that? said this would be Greenlight okay that. Like, yeah. yeah who said it's okay it's yeah kind of crazy and i feel like it's the same with a lot of these um you know different beers yeah or different ideas and stuff that people could very very easily yeah give yourself a little bit of a rinse rinsing out the glass in between guys goodness yes a bit of water in here i think we're going to switch up glassware Oh, okay. In awesome. a second, I think we're moving on to the uh, the hoppy beers. But still, in case we come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's um, super, super key. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, just include some, make make things a bit more colorful. Just in general. Yeah. Um, and then I think, yeah, so we were touching back to social because I actually start. I went on a, I went on a tangent in my rant there yes, you did. about, I was just trying to talk about social and then I was like, can you add some color to your feed guys? Yes. But outside of that, make sure that you are using social. That's another way off. That's like the obvious way to, um, obviously increase your reach Yes. and, um, get new people 
onto the brand or into your yep. brand, right? And get more people into the community. It's just like being in everyone's face, posting all the time, engaging with people, you know, like just uh, putting yourself out there. Yeah. And if you want best practices, go back to 1.30. Uh, yeah. And also like, once again, I don't want to hop on it, but you can go to youtube.com slash high season co and check out some of the videos. We've been doing a lot of videos. We're taking that pretty serious right now. And, um, you know, you've got to learn a lot about best practices to just ramp up your social yeah. presence and just do it right. Yeah. But our okay. main thing is just like, make sure you're posting. Make sure you post, just yeah. use social media. Please use it. That's saying. all. Please. Yeah. Yeah. And an email yeah. list. Have an email list. Yeah, email list is another like, thing. Like regularly do that. Like yeah. I'm on, I join anyone I see from BOS. I make sure I jump on their mailing list. I mm-hmm. want to see what's going on yeah. in the industry. I know there's a, like, as a drink, I want to know what's popping here. Like, yeah. blah, blah, I want to see what's going on. Yeah. And I think it's really dope that like people do it. There's a bunch of breweries who are fantastic. Like Bose send out everything. Muskoka send out everything. You know Wellington what's so send cool? Out everything. A brewery that did like content marketing. Like, could you imagine if a couple brewery do. out there, like the like, YouTube and stuff, um, Great Lakes? Oh, Great that, Lakes that does that. Like, I thought that was awesome. Because I was like, oh my gosh, you're making videos. Long slides do some like sh- like funny like little skits. Oh, I haven't even seen that. That's cool. Yeah, they're, like yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. they're funny guys. And if you blogged, so for example, like if a brewer was blogging, how many do? I don't know. I haven't seen that that many. Because if you think about it, if like media gets attention, like yeah. imagine if you were the actual brewer doing something, you would definitely get attention because everyone wants to hear what you're saying. And, yep. And your perspective um, on yeah, stuff. Yeah. And your perspective on stuff. Because when else you I would to love it. to follow the journey of opening a brewery. The best one I ever saw was Batch in Detroit. So when we ended up there, I didn't realize it was the same thing. Right? Yeah, they did. And they yeah. like, documented the whole thing on Mashable. Mashable, mm-hmm. they actually filmed. Well, that's sick. It was it was yeah. like a five or six part documentary. Yeah. That would have brought followed. so much attention to them. I can see why oh, they're like, and, yeah, that would have contributed to them killing it. It was like yeah. three different businesses. Mm-hmm. Like there was like, I can't remember if I'm not mistaken, it was like Batch and then some ladies opening like a restaurant and then something else. Oh, okay, and yeah. it was just really cool to see yeah. the journey or the pitfalls and Batch. Right? It showed them all like, build. I think it was the first place they did and they got screwed or something happened. Yeah. I forgot. Check oh, out Oh, something episode. did happen. Yeah, yeah. The boys told us, but yeah, that was, that was really sick. So I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, vlogging. Oh, yeah. That or like blogging as well. I'm not gonna yeah. write like you know a thousand words on yeah. blah blah blah. But content you know, marketing works. Like if that's in terms of blog, vlogs, podcasts. Oh, someone that we love has a podcast. A brewery that we love has a podcast too. Nickelbrook has a yeah. podcast. Matt Gibson, shout out to Maddie. Yeah, actually, I love that too. It's yeah. just like all these other ways to touch oh, people. Both has a podcast as well. Yes, yeah. both has a podcast. I love that. I love yeah. like the breweries that are like going out there and just t- like being in every section so that they're in front of you in as many ways as possible. And I know not everybody has the resources. You just create a list of all the things you want to do so that when the opportunity comes, you you get it done. That's what it is. It's just being as far reaching as possible. As possible. Absolutely. All right. Next beer. So this is the Eastbound Reveal Constellations Smash IPA. I wonder if it tells, oh, this will tell us here. I want to tell us which particular... Um, no longer reserved only for summer skies in what Bob Bob Cajun it's a place in uh, near Ottawa Jeez, I'm learning a lot of things today <laughs> Bob Cajun in Ottawa there's actually a brewery called that that's the only reason I've ever heard really of it. wow that's a new one for me. and I looked at where it was reveal constellations is perfect for enjoying anywhere on any warm evening well, look at that. We're finding all the evening beers. Yeah, I guess it is, right? Smash kind of feels as appropriate a descriptor for how to drink this session IPA as it does an acronym for it. Single malt and single hop. Uh-uh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Does it say which one it is? No. <laughs> I have to look that up then. Yeah. Maybe we want to check it out. So it's looking uh, a little opaque. It's not like hazy or nothing like that. I know Dave isn't into that. So let's kind of drop it go. Dave's Dave. cool. Get in ya. Cheers. 
Nice. Hmm. Single hop. What what hop would you guess that is if you could guess it? Nothing. <laughs> no idea. It's very bitter. Tropical, fruity. Yeah, tropical, fruity. Bitter. I'm like, it's so bitter for me. Yeah, it's not that bitter, I think. Hmm. Yeah, if you check untapped, it could actually. Are you going to go Google it? Smile. Cool. Yeah, a little bit earthy. Earthy. That's what it is. Yeah. Kind of dank. Not really piney as much. Um, crushable. It's 4.4, so it's super light body. Um, I like it. I'm digging the um, the the lighter beers. Lately. I can't wait to be cool enough to like be able to pull out a hop in a beer like that. I feel My, like you can pull out citra. All right. Oh, do you think it's I citra? Like I'm good I at, it's no, no, I said I think I'm good at, this is not citra because I'm good at, I feel like I can pull out citra and I feel like I'm good at pulling out um, Galaxy now. Do you think it's Galaxy? No. No, I'm just saying in general. This is not Galaxy. Galaxy is the get it in you. Yeah. This, uh, this is Mosaic. I'm, mosaic, damn it, I wouldn't have picked. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I'm good at picking out hop? certain hops I mean, say what malt? Uh, with 100% golden promise malt and golden 100% promise. mosaic hops. I love this concept. I think mash smash beers are really, really cool. Um, it's just, it's a real good way to explore the properties of the hop and the malt together. And there's like infinite combinations essentially. And there's a million new hops these days. Yeah. It's cool. I love Eastbound. Really cool place. I love Eastbound. Yeah. They're really good guys. David's man. Yeah. Is that a collab? What is that? Brewed in Rivers. And his and wife makes amazing food. Yeah, Tara. So if you were down in that area, I Check definitely recommend go get some food from there. Forgot what number it is. Hundred yeah, and some. We'll put it in the description. There we go. JF said um, that our can oh. placement is very loud and our glasses, so I'm trying to put them down very softly. Yes. We actually need, you know, he said uh, JF from uh, Echo Session Ales, a new brewery opening in Montreal pretty soon, a contract yeah. brewery, dropping some session beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, their branding is exceptional. He's a TV like director by day. Yeah. So he said we should be putting like a, we need like a foam piece. Underneath oh yeah. This. We should buy one. So this, underneath the mic. Yeah. Underneath the mic. I put a book right now. I forgot about that. He said the last episode that we did here, I mean, look, we're putting everything down on, on the, the coast. coast so it's time, quiet. Yeah. We try and be quiet. So for anyone listening, if we're a bit noisy with the glass, just yell at putting us. Downing, I'm sorry. That's not intentional. I know it's annoying. If I'm, you hear that, you're like, God damn it. It's okay <laughs> on the video because you see the context of the hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And these glass were actually, we got this yesterday from uh, La Biera Log. I love them. It's New England IPA glasses, which is probably my favorite type of glass right now because they're like proper IPA glasses that are actually thick. The Spiegler ones uh, are just so thin and precious. They scare me. Mm-hmm. This has got a sick like 80s, 70s style design on here. I love it. Very, very David cool. said 80s, yes. That's he what said he's going for. Dave that's what he's going yeah. for, yeah. And he's, I love that as well. The, the reason I brought it up was I love that um, this is the second time we got the glass from um, Experience BA, a couple glasses yeah. from there as well. And I love that the depths are branding themselves like this. And they glass yes, so they have the Who would have you ever thought that like Depths, sorry, with Depener, which is a convenience store or a beer store. It's technically a convenience store. We have it's technically a convenience store, but specialty they don't, beer yeah, specialty in, beer in stores. Yeah. Um, like we'd be marketing themselves in this way. Yeah. Like it's very, very cool to see. I was kind like, of surprised. It was one of the yeah. first things he's like, yo, you guys want to like grab a glass? And he had, and he he had, had a whole so section. Yeah, yeah. A whole section of just branded beer glass. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> he had some other really nice one. I feel like he wanted us to take the other one, but I just wanted more of these glasses because I love Which, them. Which, oh, I would have taken it. It was the, uh, it looked like the, the Bent Hill one. Oh, okay. And it had like a, almost like an etched logo on there. It was actually cool. really pretty. Okay, nice. Pretty ass glass. Yeah. And it had some wine glasses and stuff because I saw Yeah, like I saw that. the wine glasses, yeah. But that's another thing. Like just, you know, even just, just merch. Yeah. Breweries, as far as marketing, get the name out there and stuff. Like sick merch. Like not just putting your logo on something. Like this is intro. Look at it. This is design. Like you yeah. like, come up with a design. This is made for a glass. 
a specific design that's consistent. It looks kind of like a Montreal Olympics in 76 or whatever. Like, Check out at C4 to see the glass for those in audio. <laughs> Exactly. At C4 on Instagram, on yeah. Twitter, you know what it is? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just really cool. And just like when breweries have merch, like I wear, sadly, almost exclusively brewery merch right now. It's awesome. Um, I love it. But it's like, I don't know if it's sad or good, but yeah. um, cool. I think it's like there's so many cool like examples of just some great, great like, you know, products that breweries can create to yeah. sort of pull in that, com- like, I was say community, but like it's that extra thing. If people are going to wear your stuff. Oh, yeah. With your name on it, like make it cool, yeah. make it fashionable. Don't just like slap your. I mean, you can do the slap your logo. I don't mind, but like, you know, be interesting. I feel like there's yeah. so many like uh, great examples of, um, of that. That's why we had to get it in your designs before just doing the logo. Actually, I got the logo done long after yeah. we did the um, to get it in your, get your designs. Like that, yeah. I, I was waiting because I wanted to put the. We got like a, a it's like a wheat sort of piece of wheat or barley that goes into like a microphone because mm-hmm. everybody uses hops and i'm like i'm not using like, a hop using damn <laughs> um and we you know and put that in there and i wanted that for the back so mm-hmm. this is something small so that's why we didn't make it but i had to get it in here like six months before the logo. yeah and i just thought that was cooler because like you know even if you're doing music stuff as well like our music t-shirts were not just our logo they were like designed yeah, like, like we had crazes quotes and quotes, like sorry, yeah. you know whatever other thing i'm sure when in future we've actually got for my next album we've got total different we actually got damn near like a like a, a clothing line damn near yeah yeah on its own yeah so it's like much more interesting that relates to rather than just like no one really wants that anymore so you know take take some pride and and um some time to actually create dope merch. I just think it's so few and far between. It's It's a marketing tool. Yeah. And there's just so many like uh, small opportunities that breweries can take to, you know, just stand out in this, in this sort of like very interesting time when there's like um, more breweries than ever. Like I think it's close to a thousand now in in Canada. Amazing. And there's over 7,000 in the States, 7,300 or some shit like that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. 70 over 73, right? Yeah. Um, one other thing. So let's talk about the, to the drinkers for a bit. We've been talking to the breweries yes. for an hour. Nothing makes me feel like prouder than converting a friend to craft. Yes, it's the most beautiful thing. It's wonderful. <laughs> Have can you think of some examples of like what you've done? Being the okay. So mm-hmm. when we met, I never forget this. But I, I, you were in the first beer photo you were in was beer one seventy three mm-hmm. during my three sixty five days of beer. Right now I'm at to, um at this moment I think it's forty eight. After this podcast, I'll be at 4862. 4863. So, you know, not too far from 5,000 different beers. So, I've probably had like 4,500. Yeah. I'd say like skip. Somewhere between four and four. Yeah, you skipped the deep. I mean, I yeah, was in Australia, did all my Australia. I'd say somewhere around 4,000. As far as like tried, I would say yeah. at least 4,000, yeah. maybe, maybe more. Yeah. Give or take, which is more than the vast majority of humans on the planet. Fair enough. Which is fair, right? Yeah. So, when I met you, you had only been exposed for the most part to Heineken and stuff and Red Stripe because of your Jamaicans heritage. Jamaicans love Heineken. Guinness as well. Guinness, but did Don't you forget. drink Guinness from that? I was going to say yeah, that. I, I did drink Guinness. You did? Not like regularly. I always chose Heineken's. It's like my preferred was Heineken. Right. And Red, then Red Stripe, then yeah. Guinness. Then Guinness. Okay, fair enough. That's what the Jamaican barbecues have. Right, and that's yeah. what you're exposed to. Yeah. And you didn't really enjoy beer specifically when we met? It didn't really do much for me. No. no? Yeah. And then, so I started doing the I beers. Like, I think the yellow always, fizz that there was kind of like bitter and like yeah, yeah. carbs and shit. Carby, yeah. So I think basically from then onwards, I made you try everything essentially. Yeah. And I specifically remember what was your gateway beer? Uh, Mill Street Organic. 
That's it. We'll never forget. Is that a Crawford? We started doing it or did you try it? I think maybe when we were out, I, I was like, hey, Crawford, try this. I think we might have tried it out. Yeah. And I was like, this has flavor. flavor. <laughs> What's up with that? Like, What's going on here? Like, uh, they're, they're different flavors I distinctly here. remember being at Crawford, which is a bar. Is it still around? We'll change the name now. And probably. Who knows? In Toronto. Could be. On college. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had, um, what do you call it in Canada? Pitcher. Yeah. Like a jug in Australia for Australians. And um, <laughs> of the amber from Flying Monkeys back when I thought yes, ambers were yes. dope. Chanel had the event and she had, uh, it was sponsored by Flying Monkeys. Right. Look at that. A sponsored event. Very good marketing technique, but not for a craft beer type crowd. So that's what I thought was very smart. Flying um, Monkeys. That's a really good point. Yeah, because that was people very shit smart. on Lost Craft yeah. for sponsoring events and other like breweries like yeah. that. I wasn't paying attention I'm to like, craft beer and I was just like, oh, cool. Like, look at this. There's a DJ event that I really like, a bunch of DJs I like. And they're all drinking this like cool looking and bottle they, and with on, colors. No, and no, stuff. no. It was pouring. Oh, there's that too. Yeah. But they had the logos everywhere. Yeah, they had the logos on, on everywhere. The, that's uh, tap handles. Yeah, yeah. Which was super sick. Yeah. And then we split the picture of it. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time you'd sat down and drank that sort of volume of beer with yeah. me. And I was like, yo. Yeah. And that was before then you probably just sipped whatever else I'd had. Yeah. Which at the time, to be fair, wasn't like world changing because my palate was super like, <laughs> what do we call it? Beta. 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 <laughs> me, and, me and Daniel always call people beta palates. Yeah. No shade, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, we, all had, we all had beta palates at one stage. Um, we always joke whenever Daniel, my friend from Vancouver, comes up and he brings all the sick beer. We're like, oh, we, you know, if we got other people around, we don't want to share the fire with the beta palates because- <laughs> Like, it's just a waste. Yeah, yeah. They ain't going to appreciate sense. that makes shit. Sense, yeah. Like, don't get them. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to see you do that, right? Um, that was one of my favorite conversions and how many of them. My other favorite was my brother. Yeah. Um, and me and Scotty lived, I lived on the, we lived in this like weird old fucking house in the uh, Bloor and Ossington. And I was in the basement and you were sort of a part-time living with me there. And Scott and my brother were living in the first floor. So me and Scotty were like, drinking all the time like he was we were both while well, i was working at apple with you and yeah. and scotty was working a job and he'd come home like yeah we go to the gym and we come home and smash some beers because he was doing the 365 so me and him were drinking all this crazy stuff and then my brother at the time was on rickard rickard's reds and he just wouldn't most of the time he wouldn't even do it brad was not having it not having it <laughs> just wouldn't even sip it wouldn't try anything wasn't interested uh eventually I sort of forced him to try some stuff and he'd like, you know, have a sip or whatever yeah. and get into it. And then we watched him as he sort of matured into it. I think he started, I can't remember if he had, a, I'd love to ask him what his gateway is. I forgot. Oh, we should ask him. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. Cause mine was Mill Street as well. Like just the whole Mill Street it? range. Just a range. Uh, okay. Cause I think I got the mix pack. Okay. Nice. So probably like a cross between organic tank house. They had this other one. It was another lager. I forgot. Was it, what it was called? Stir. Starts with S. Not to make it anymore. Yeah. Completely not the same like they used to, but mm-hmm. they had the lemon tea beer. They had all that type of shit. So yeah. I was like, yo, that and like Bose, like Love Trend yeah. stuff for me. Oh yeah, Bose Love Trend was Bose Love Trend was a huge one. So it was cool to watch Brad. Now the notion, or his mate, so I used to, it's kind of a long story, but I introduced Brad to a bunch of friends when I lived in Toronto in 2004. That's when I met Scott for the first time. And I worked with Scott and I worked with this other dude, Sean, in two different jobs. So I introduced Brad to Sean because me and him worked for him. He was a um, in construction. So he gave us some jobs when we first moved here. And mm-hmm. Brad kind of like stole my job. And then I got a job at Apple. Wow, Cheeky Brad. No wow. Now. <laughs> wow, Brad, when you're mixing this. Um, but it was cool. So Brad got really good, close with Sean and all of his mates. And they, at the time, when I was even working with Sean, we'd go past the beer store and we'd come out with two cases of Bud. Gross. Super gross. This was before yeah. I was, I think it was before I was. Enlightened. Yeah, enlightened, because that was mm-hmm. when we first, first moved. So 
they were the hardest to convert. Now, all of those dudes drink craft so cool. heavy, like so specifically cool. Eric. Eric is Edward who produced my brother's uh, that EP, last EP he dropped in uh, November. He lives up the road from Burdock in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So now he goes to Burdock all the time. He's like sending me always Snapchats with different beers yeah. and stuff. So that, that's that been my favorite and like thing. And Sean? Somebody's always going to town. Might be Sean. Uh, Sean Grogan. Yeah. So yeah. he wasn't even into craft. So yeah. he's Scotch And he came mate. with you guys, I think, to a podcast, no? And then he became obsessed. To town podcast because yeah. he lives in Whitby. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Scott's, one of Scott's like best man, best woman at his wedding, Jen, yeah. Jen's husband, Sean. Yeah. Um, he's a G. He wasn't really drinking craft. He's always a beer guy. But Scott got him into craft by always, you know, being the being the pot along among Scott's mates. Scott's like the beer guy, of yeah. course, as you know, as it is. He has the podcast and whatever. And um, so he introduced a lot of his friends. I don't know the journey. I'd love to talk to Scott mm-hmm. about that actually. But Sean was a fun one because I knew him back in the day as well, and we he was drinking garbage like we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he took a little bit of time, but then he started going. Now he's obsessed. He like knows Jeff from town and stuff now. Like. <laughs> He's really I love merged that. into so it. Much. I love that. Even Scott's friend, Ryan, okay, Scott's friend Ryan, right today. Happy birthday, Ryan! It's actually his birthday oh, Friday birthday. today, and um, they're going out. I wish I was in Toronto for it, but um, I saw it. He went to beer market for yeah. his birthday. Even he's mar- like, and then we'll probably do a bunch of craft beer crawls they after did, that. And I was they like, didn't do breweries. They did beer bars. That's right, beer bars. Later. Yeah, beer bars. They and did I was like, uh, no, not what? beer market. They did craft beer market. Yeah, is it called craft beer no, market? No, beer market. It's not called craft. Beer. Did they beer like beer? No, they did beer. The one that used to work at. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it said. Then he did the craft beer one, the one with like a hundred taps. Yeah, yeah. On, on all the downtown ones. And then he said they were doing um, um, bar hop. Bar hop, that's yeah. one. Yeah. my fave. I remember I reading that Facebook event invite being like, what? what? <laughs> like, so what? Like, this guy who was like, yeah, I love myself a Budweiser or whatever, like when we were talking about, oh, when we did the um, crap versus craft um, Yeah, he video. was, he was in, that was two years ago. Yeah, it was so two years ago. So our blind taste test um, uh, Challenge that we challenges, did. we did two. We did one with... Um, Macro, micro, lag is the one with IPAs. Yeah. Just try and guess them. Yeah. Ryan was in that video. Yeah. And at the time, he wasn't really into when it. When I saw that, I couldn't even believe it. When I was reading the Facebook invite. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're doing like a whole craft beer night with all yeah. your friends? And, and Ryan's like our did. biggest supporter. Yeah. Right? Oh. I love Ryan. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, but like, that's been a really cool thing to watch the change. So mm-hmm. one thing that the drinkers can do is introduce your friends. And like, yeah. it's not like, because I, I keep all, you know, you see the stereotypes of like craft beer people, <laughs> where it's like the dude at the party who has their own a cooler <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Like, and bragging about, oh, yeah, there's only made, yeah. like, a keg of this. Yeah. It's like, you can't get this. So, like, and bragging about this shit. Yeah. Like, it's just better to be, like, hey, man, do you, do you want to try this? this? You should try this. Hey, man, this is, yeah. these are these local yeah. guys. They're pretty cool. Because I don't see the pretend. It's beer. I yeah. hate pretension around it. Yeah. But I do, like, because I, I stopped. I used to be that guy, like, if someone posted a picture with, like, a shit beer. Like, the fuck are you drinking that for, bro? Like, yeah. And I stopped doing that because you know it's not be helpful. Guy. Yeah, it's not helpful. I just did it to be Shaming kind of funny. people isn't yeah. helpful. That's not what you do. Yeah, don't That's not inclusive. Don't be like I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. But yeah, like yeah. it just, in um, educating, right? So educating. My mother, she's, oh, my, she's my favorite. Example. My mom is my favorite conversion. <laughs> yes. Jamaican. Heineken drinker, okay? When it's not Heineken, it's a Guinness. There's no question. Red and stripe. Then sometimes you get mm-hmm. a red stripe, but you don't even get red stripes that often. No, they kind of are um, between. Yeah. And uh, what was her convert? I think we converted her Blanche with um, Blanche de Chambly. Blanche Crazy. Chambly. In oh. Quebec. And it's just like telling her like the importance of quality and um, supporting local. Yeah. That was like the sales point for her. And then just tasting the beer and knowing that it's good. 
But we were like, because it was fruity though. It's easy yeah, it's fruity, drinking. Yeah, one of the best easy. beer in the world is something like dude was telling us in the podcast. Yeah. Dave was saying. So then the beer sells itself as well, but getting into her hand and telling her, like having the story behind it was also very helpful. Or, and like, she the story to... behind craft was very yeah, helpful. Yeah. yeah. Even though technically they were bought out by the time we yeah. got her into it. But it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. In what the end, they're still, that's what they started. Like I would still give people a Mill Street beer even if they're purchased or something like that. It's about if it'll help them get across, I'd rather than drink lost craft. Yeah, rather than drink craft. But like if we can get them into the craft, like being start being like because they still think of it as craft, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it considered faux craft? Is what that is? what we Mill Street? When it's bought out, oh shit, I don't know. Like faux craft yeah, is like Shock Top, which is a brand that was created by a macro that is kind of positioned as craft, but yeah, it's not. But it's not like okay. Blue Moon and stuff. Yeah, but. A brand. I mean, you could probably say it's faux craft because it was. Yeah. And now it's not. But anyways, yeah. So like getting them into something different outside of what the general macro world is that they're used to. Yeah. And I feel like if we can convert, you know, your mother, a, a Jamaican woman. It's like, if you say her age, she'll I'm kill not, you. I'm not saying that. <laughs> a mature, Jamaican, a mature woman Jamaican woman who has been stuck in my her way. Dad, I beer. got my dad to drink Lost Crafts. Yeah, he did. Lost Crafts was up, like my, my, Lost Crafts has been, and this is why I'll forever, um, outside of obviously like loving Shahan and stuff like that, like forever I'll always support them is because it's been my easiest conversion tool mm. where I'm like, Hey guys, try this beer. You like this? Because I know if you're one, they're generally not beer drinkers at all. Tanika is an example of somebody I could get to drink beer. Like another good friend of mine who has yeah. no interest in beer at all. I got Lost Crafts in her hand. And now when she goes to LCBO and it's like park chilling and all that stuff and she wants to pick up cans, she's just like, okay, cool. I know that like interesting looking cans are the way to go. So or she's like cool looking cans. And she picks up a Lost Craft and she'll pick up like whoever. I think we were there. She picked up a Lost Craft and she picked up, who's the yellow? There's another, I can't remember who else she Another brew that she likes. But she picked up another brew. She didn't know the brew. No. She just like got used to like seeing like a can and being like, all right, like I'm just going to try things based on like whatever I feel. Like That's going amazing. Up picking it up. Yeah. And look, to be honest, she got, she's friends with my brother too. So I think that. Brad also helped. With, yeah. with him. But no, it was yeah. good just being around it. And I remember like, uh, do you know what it was? It was Hip Hop and Breakfast that converted her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm only pushing the beers because uh, we're only three in out of nine. And, oh, okay. And so now we're drinking a little slow. Yeah. We'll start to crush it. We got here. Let's <laughs> go with fucking no Brad, they're fast. Um, no, that's actually a really, really good point with 10. Like, and, and now because of, uh, we ran an event called Hip Hop and Breakfast in Toronto in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And we had Lost Craft as the key beer. We got them into the venue because mm-hmm. they were friends. And, and no, that was before that we were even our client, actually. We got the client after we stopped the event. Okay. You remember? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was before. No, because okay. the event was end of 2015. That's when we met him. And I just liked the can. I liked, we liked him. Mm-hmm. And then we I thought our first started working with him. June 14th, 2016. That was the lot. No, we canceled the June event. We did the uh, April, March and April with the sellout ones. Okay. Okay. And then. But yeah, so it was before he down. was our client. Before he was our client. So we just liked the beer. And yeah. that's when we met Nicole from Sweetgrass when they were at the old spot. I think they moved to Prince Edward County now. Um, but yeah, we got her into that. So everyone who's, that was another thing we did. We mm. made sure, like we were pushing crafts. That's like, what we did. We were throwing an event and we're like, there's no. It was a brunch event. Mother effing way that people are going to be drinking. Are you watching? Matthew beers at our event. Hell no. And we so, like, um, yeah. wanted something light and easy for uh, a breakfast beer. Yeah. And it made me so happy. To see to the see. whole It was like 200 people fitting in that venue, all damn, holding yeah. craft beers, loving life in their hands. And the most important yeah. part, diverse as fuck. Mm-hmm. It was a hip hop event. We had live DJs and, and a buffet brunch. Yeah, Everyone, um, women, black, Asian, brown, 
GL, the colors. Yeah, All the colors of the rainbow, LGBTQ, everything. It was perfect. It really um, was. Everybody right? just holding craft beers, enjoying their time. And all we were thinking about is like, great, now you've been introduced, right? Now we've gotten you in. And now when you're we're out there in the wild and you start seeing these things, the you're wild. not going to be afraid <laughs> of it. No. But that's what you do. That's the point, right? I do love events for that. It was, it was literally perfect. I really, really love that. All right, next beer is the Big Train Zero IBU IPA from Left Field, 6.1%. Uh, this is a zero IBU, meaning I think there's zero hops in the boil. So there's no bittering whatsoever. Cool. Uh, I had this a while ago, mm-hmm. but put it in you. Put it in you. Great. Oh, wow. Nice. Chalky, dry, um, tropical. I love the dryness. Fuck, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Zero bitterness, of course. Mm. I feel to the best. I love them so much. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They're uh, always knocking out fire stuff. Um, yeah, that's a really, really good beer. So, yeah, how do you make sure that you're not pretentious and, and bring your Yeah, like I, f- I guess sharing it, talking about it, like not, not, not just being no like, oh, I'm drinking it. it and that's it. Fine, you guys, enjoy your course. Yeah. Like, but actually educating people. Like, I guess we have to that. be evangelists of sort, right? Yeah. Um, but like getting people to try it without putting them down. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of it came from. People always, like, I feel like people think everyone who's into craft are, are like the Portland Snobs. hipster type of people. Yeah. I just don't really think it's... Portland um, hipsters are great. They're great. <laughs> but I think everyone's like, you know, um, it just doesn't... Like, maybe some people... I haven't I haven't experienced it. This is the funny thing. I haven't really experienced it personally. Because a I lot of the we, pretension. Yeah, we didn't, weren't hanging around other people that were obsessed with craft beer. And then, like, we were coming in. Like, that wasn't a thing. Because we, we, yeah. we got into it accidentally. Yeah. And that was the thing because we did the 365 and yeah. you just had to keep drinking beer. And yeah. I was like, beer's fun. Like, yeah. I like different like, beers. I like trying yeah. different beers anyway. And mm-hmm. I didn't really know what craft beer was. I never heard of it. Yeah. So I just tried different shit that was in the bottle mm-hmm. in the LCBO. Um, but we didn't ever intentionally, like, when we realized there was a difference, like, yo, it's like, it's like night and day. Like, you and I are, are people that back in the day we drank chain coffee, like second yeah. wave coffee. Yeah. You know, we were drinking, before we discovered the craft, like whatever was around, we were drinking pretty average wines. Then we yeah. started going to Niagara and discovering wine. We, you and yeah. I both didn't like white wine until we did Niagara yeah. tours. Yeah. Now we love it. Yeah. Um, you know, the the coffee, we moved to Montreal, we discovered third wave coffee, mm-hmm. and now we're coffee like psychos yeah. uh, as much as beer. Like personally, I love I'm so in love with coffee. Food, we really like, we don't eat out a lot, but when we do, we try and go to um, – super fire i guess you can let it go yeah uh super fire places that are you know either that we go out less and we go to the really like the higher end places yeah. which we've been doing lately yeah. which is really fun and like when the bill comes not so fun but <laughs> we don't do it super often we do a lot of brunches because brunches are, are really good in montreal and yeah. toronto stuff is fantastic too vermont all the places in ottawa like all the little diamond around here is lit yeah so all of those things kind of, you know, and then wine, you know, we go, we go to wine bars and stuff like that and really just try and drink some great stuff. And at the end of the day, I feel like we just really like quality, generally local to wherever we are yeah. products. And I feel like once you sort of cross into like that realm, it's hard to turn back. There's no back. turning back. There's no turning back, right? And I feel like it's really hard. Like some, like, you know, if, if you start drinking craft beer, it's really hard to go and drink a Budweiser or something mm-hmm. like just like a macro beer, or it's really hard. You can't really Unless go to it's Tim water Hortons. for you. Shout out Rob. Shout out Rob drinking the Bud Light <laughs> as his water in between nine percent double IPAs, not vomiting at all. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
you know, and it's really hard. Like, to, you can't go and drink a Tim Hortons double double after having a, you know, a single origin Ethiopian. I could never drink a Tim Hortons coffee. Like how desperate I was for caffeine. I know you're point. looking at me like I've done it before. I look, I look I've done down. A, See, a, and I looked down at you, and I'm sorry for that because we're not supposed to be pretentious. So I know, like that was like one time before a podcast because yeah. I needed it, and I was like, I feel like <laughs> I, feel, I don't think I would do that now. Yeah, that was like three months ago. And ago. I had a uh, what's the, Oh, what was that? It was the brew day. It was like earlier this year. It was cold. It was yeah, like, yeah. Relax. Anyway, it was like I, I don't. I had an ice cap though when we went to the movies. Yeah, that's fine. Like, ice caps are different because it's like it's just sugar shit. coffee drink. Doesn't yeah. taste like yeah, anything. But the yeah. point is, it's really hard to turn back. So I feel like if at the end of the day, you, you know, we will. Everybody wants things that taste good. Yeah. People have different motivations with price point. There's some people who like. I think how much are the PBRs downstairs? Like yeah, there's some like. Um, I think that we have to recognize like some privilege in that as well. I guess. Great because, point. Um, it's not always easy to purchase, and that's the one thing I think back in the day. It's like everyone's like, you spend seven dollars on beer or something that's out of control, or five dollars or things like that. You Try know? some of these cellar ones. Some of those, of and I'm just talking about yeah, I'm talking about regular shit. regular beers, yeah, not yeah. even like the cellar beers and things of that nature. Um, and then there is privilege in that as well, right? Like a latte from the third wave cafes that we drink are four fifty five dollars, right? Yeah. Where a Tim Hortons coffee is probably like a dollar fifty or something. Or Tim Hortons under latte a dollar is probably for like a large, I think. Yeah, but you do always pay. You you get what you pay for. Yeah. So and that's just facts. It really yeah. is. And yeah, and it's just more like once you try that stuff, you just want you want to explore. And the best part about coffee, beer, wine, mm. like spirits is that and particular local spirits as well there's nothing wrong with some tangeray or like you know major stuff actually i think like it's kind of different Ashlag and um we try yeah. and buy local all the time or try different gins yeah. and stuff and like whatever yeah. like you drink it more than me to be honest i've always got too much beer to drink but mm-hmm. like whenever there is stuff i love it it's mm-hmm. just so amazing and it's like it makes you feel good too makes you feel good it makes you yeah. feel like you're supporting small businesses yeah. we're a, a small business in montreal yeah. that we own and I feel like why would, you know, if we're going to give money, like I got my, I had to get new lenses in my glasses yeah. and shout out to True, True North Optical in Toronto, go see them, Western Road and 401. So cool playing dope music in the store. They're young. They're like, you know, in their thirties owning this store, yeah. a couple. And I could have gone to just like a major chain to get them done in Montreal. And I went to Toronto and had to pay extra in shipping mm-hmm. to get them to do my glasses. Cause I had to pay for them, but I want to give them my money yeah, because I want to support it's small like a business. couple that we've met. Then they're yeah. cool. And I'm only going to yeah. go there now. Yeah. Like yeah. that's my only. Same. I'm going to make my mom go there now. Yeah. She's getting her glasses. It, even if like, it's yeah. like, it's far, like I rather would give them the money and he took care of me. He normally doesn't ship stuff. Yeah. They did it for me. Like they gave me a deal because mm-hmm. we had, we did some work for them as well, but like, I love that. Yeah. And that to me is just really cool. And I just, we want to support small business in any shape or form. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to with beer. And I think for beer, we're extra passionate about it because we get to sit down. We're in a really privileged position, like you mentioned, with the podcast, doing this many episodes, and we get to sit down and spend two, three, four, five hours with these individuals who are owning breweries and have put hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into yeah. their facilities and into their marketing and mm-hmm. staff. And they're, they're, they're employing, they're, they're, they're helping families eat and keep a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is amazing where you can go and give the multinational, multi-billion dollar corporations your money. Yeah. Or you could give this local business, you know, you know, your your cash and yeah. and I would much rather do that. And I think that's why storytelling is so important. Taking back, I'm obsessed. Marketing, right? No, this is what this. I think about. storytelling is so important that way because I think that journey is a selling point. You know, because you, people don't buy products; they buy stories, right? Like that's right. what it is. They buy into the brand, and like 
if I stumbled upon something and I wanted to purchase and then I saw behind there, there was like this guy who quit his job and, you know, took the risk. And then he had to like his significant other was like supporting him while he built this or her while she built this. I know that would make me be like, oh, man, I want to give my money to you because like you're living your dream and I want to support your dream. A lot of us, Lisa, like hope to believe that I want to support people's dreams always. That's like yeah. my goal. So if like I hope I, and I assume a lot of consumers feel the same way, like they want to support you in your journey. So telling that story, mm. be it through video, be it through specific content that you're creating, that you're sharing through your social channels, that's very, very valuable. And one thing I liked even when we um, were uh, working with Bench, I loved that, like taking their, let's not talk about that company now, but taking their equipment and having it built and driving it across Canada. That was cool. That video was That was very cool. But I'm like, whoa, you're building your brewery. Look at this. Like you've been doing this, you were contracting and now you're like getting the dream of the contractor, you know, like getting your stuff here and you're building and we're following that. And then like coming in and seeing it after, like after following this journey, makes me want to be like, oh, let me sit here and like bask in this for you you know I was, like i felt really proud yeah. to go to bench the first time we worked with them i was for like 10 check this out man like yeah launch. yeah i remember you were ground well not ground it was like a old school you know what yeah. i mean i remember there was i mean we weren't there, there but, no, but we the, felt like we were there because we spoke because to of all the content the and, and because like, of the yeah, yeah. yeah the stuff they showed us so that's a really good point like so like you know i guess the switching from sort of drinkers back to breweries again but yeah narrative is everything stories yeah. are everything people buy into stories yeah like that's what they want to hear. Yeah. That's what people relate to. So if you can, oh, the great hop burps. I love that. <laughs> what was the episode? We had an episode called Hop. Burps. I think so too. I think I it was with Matt Tweedy at uh, oh, awesome. I'm not mistaken. Shout out to Maddie. Um, he brewed a hazy IPA recently. Haha, <laughs> I knew you'd do it. Um, <laughs> the yeah, like people telling stories. I think it's really really cool. Yeah. And, I, and like that's why we encourage you know brewers to use the the stories option on Instagram. And mm. like it'd be sick. I'd love to see more people documenting that journey. Yeah. I think it's really cool and people relate to that. And I'm noticing there's like, I, we've talked about this as well before about like local pride, mm-hmm. where whatever you'll see, you know, someone like Whitby in Toronto, which is because we're talking about like town and whatever, there's like four breweries in Whitby and people are mad proud of Whitby, which is just like a suburb, like 45 minutes ish yeah. east of Toronto. That. Yeah, People are proud to be from Whitby, which, you know, I guess because of beer, because of the beer there. Yeah. They, they love it. Like you can do a crawl in Whitby. Yeah, that's awesome. That's insane. Like, who would have thought that, like, you can be out right? in, like, suburban areas and, like, have and killer. Yeah, like, have incredible like, killer beers. Killer like, always feel like you'd have to go to, like, the center of the, the city to get that stuff. But now yeah. you can, yeah. I love that. I love that that's a thing. And that's why I love, like, like this East, what are they called? The Toronto East. East. Uh, Toronto East Brewery Collective. Collective. Like, I love that. Beautiful. So cool. Such a cool community. And even that even like sort of tells a story and stuff as well. And that's why yeah. this type of pack, the Craft Reserve pack, tells the yeah. story of this like area. I say I loved Godspeed already. It's like definitely every beers style great, But hearing like Bim's story and knowing about him. He's episode maybe, 19. Yeah, Check maybe that just out. like, just fall so much in love again. Just made me want to, I'm like, I need to support Luke Lafontaine no matter like yeah. what. And I need to talk about him to people. Like Every time I have yeah. his beers, I'm always like, oh my God, dude, what yeah. are you doing? It's always and I feel like I could feel his like, <laughs> like love attention to detail yeah. and love and passion between each beer. Such a G. Yeah. Like, but that's also because he told us his story. You know, I think that's extremely valuable. So that's what I would highly recommend like telling your story, tell their yeah. story through small, either little series or something like that if they can. Or just like, yeah, just weave it into social. However you can. However you can. It's actually interesting you mentioned that. I just thought of it now. Somebody commented today. I don't Mm. know who the the dude was on BOS, one of our posts. And they were like, hey, man, just like whatever. This is not like 
jerking ourselves off, but he was like, thank you guys for what you do. You're telling the stories of craft brewers that mm-hmm. we don't otherwise get to hear. That's and I cool. guess that's what it comes. And he like said a bunch yeah. of other stuff around that, but, and how important it is to know that and to have more of a connection with what you're drinking, because yeah. the people who make this, this is ridiculous, what well, not ridiculous, but this is made with love. This is love it in is. a glass. Yeah. I think we yeah. actually have an episode. They're called love, love in a glass. glass. I think so too. Is that one with Justin from, uh, yeah, from uh, farmhouse. farmhouse who is now at Lawson's love. Yep. Justin He's the man. Um, but that's what it is. Like I've, we know how much work and how every, yeah. this means so much to people. So, we are telling their stories mm-hmm. and that's cool. And that's the service that we are providing. That's why I think we have a decent industry audience because we get to talk to the people, like the colleagues of the individuals who are listening. So yeah. then they don't need, they, we get to ask the questions of their colleagues in the industry that they don't get to. So they don't even have to, they're like, All right, <laughs> let me find out about this person. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But the fact that, if we are telling the stories and people are appreciating that, that means the breweries have much more room to tell the stories. Cause I'm telling it authentically cause they're here and it's their word. Yeah. I'm not interpreting it and writing it another way. I'm asking the questions and they're saying it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But it'd be even better on top of that. If breweries could tell that a little more through, you know, the various, like you said, yeah. just through the, so if you want to do something extra, whether it's blog about it or document the opening, YouTube, so people can follow videos, yeah, whatever YouTube, it might be. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think, um, and this is interesting. I think that's what Gary Vaynerchuk talked about and why yeah. a lot of brands didn't do well. It's like they didn't own the space in a way, you know, like they were doing mm. that one thing, delivering their product, but then they didn't really take the extra mod, extra step, which allowed other brands to get in. Like, say, for example, like Beck Taxi in Ontario, whatever taxi company didn't think at the time to create an application that was going to make it easier for people to get around Still and be able to pay with their credit cards. Yeah. Uber had to come in and be like, oh, this is very smart. I mean, you did you were already in the space, but for some reason you didn't think that it was worth it to expand and go further beyond that. So I think it's like very beneficial to to breweries and businesses in general to not just be that business, but be the brand behind that business. And that involves taking all the elements around it. So like I'm going to produce content for us. I'm producing the products. That's great. But I'm also going to produce content for this product. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm going to try to hit you at every point that you are. So that way you can direct back to me. I'm also building like kind of like an empire out of, out of this. Out of the content. Yeah. Out of the content. So what does Gary say? Gary, we're a huge, uh, evangelist i guess of gary vaynerchuk and he always says every company should be a media company. A media company and every i believe company. that so much and yeah. you know what's interesting like when we start that's what we're consuming media we're all consuming yeah, media. That's what we're, all yeah. day uh, social media yeah when we started the high season youtube channel we talked about it talked about it, and talked about it, and put it off and put it off and put it off so long yeah and we did it december last year it's now may mm-hmm. um the amount of interest the amount of like people realizing oh so that's what you do with social media and they didn't know that we did that until Mm -hmm. we did the videos yeah we thought it was obvious but it's not Mm. and it took that video and then even like we did that 130 episode 130s a few months ago so that combined with all the videos all of a sudden led to an influx of um interest in comments in following and engagement Mm. on social media and as well as leads and, and like people within our network whether it's acquaintances or people we knew already yeah talking to us about what we do and how we can help them. So mm-hmm. now we're helping more, funnily enough, like more breweries. We're working with a new brewery yeah. starting here. Yeah. We're working with uh, a, a, a brewery in California. A brewery in California, yeah. actually, who just killed it on uh, crowdfunding. We're, we're um, like another one in Whitby. Yeah. You probably guess. Yeah. Uh, helping them out as well because they're doing a big launch soon. Yeah. Um, you know, 
And these are like people that we already kind of knew, but that might not have hired mm. us if it wasn't for us. This so form of content. That this form created. of content. So yeah. that's why this yeah. this right now, like this is BOS stuff, mm-hmm. but it's something that we have this competency in that we can share our knowledge and, and hopefully yeah. provide some value and some insight to people. I mean, I've got, I actually just saw, I got a DM as well. This uh, dude, Matt in uh, Brisbane, Australia. I mm. haven't met him. He works for a brewery. He's the marketing guy and he's watching what we're doing and he's taking this um, information and um, applying it directly to what he's doing for the brewery in Brisbane. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so cool. dope. Like, shout yeah, out to Max. Awesome. I know he listens. Shout out to Matt and Revel Brewing. Check him out, Revel, R E V E L in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, great dude. And, you know, he's he's been uh, cool to talk to. And, and like, you know, he's really like studying the game yeah. as the marketing guy. And he reminds me very much of Dave Seacott. Huge shout out to Dave from yeah. Brew Detroit. He used to be at Arbor in um, Ann Arbor. Now he's in Brew Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Dave. He's such the man. Episode six, he was on. Whoa. I want Whoa. To I know, right? <laughs> He was the first, uh, first and only Skyper, right? <laughs> the first and only Skype interview. Yeah. Um, oh, with Phil, right? No, that was the I second one. Oh, we did one with Phil. You're right. Yeah, that was two, and we split it into two episodes back when we were trying to keep it to a certain length. Like, I don't know why the hell we're doing that. I didn't. I think we didn't know podcast could yap on forever. Actually, no, I did because I was listening to Tim Ferriss' podcast which for like forever and Joe Rogan. Yeah. that's another good point. Don't be scared to do this stuff. When we started BOS, we didn't know what we were doing. We still are not certified in any way. We've just drank a lot of beers and talked to people. Just check out the old videos. First one is episode 15 with Jason Kuchuari, who I want to have back on because he just lived in Vietnam, works for the him And he deserves a better produced episode. (laughs) He deserves it. But that was what, and you, tell them, the, I'm going to use the washer and get the next beer. Tell them the story of why we started shooting yeah. and then how we learned. And it's so funny. So this is, again, around content. So Ooh. we're speaking to, um, it's actually a photographer, but he's a marketer as well, Nasca Damini. Um, shout outs to Nasca. This is going to be episode of shout outs again, like Shahan's first episode. Um, but uh, we were at his event in Toronto called Hanging Pictures in My Wall. And um, it was a very cool event with a lot of like uh, old hip hop, like magazines and things like that. And um, that was 2016. That was 2016. And then uh, we were just talking, he knew about the podcast and he's like, you guys should do video. Like video is the thing. And like, yeah, duh, right? Of course we should do video. I don't know why we weren't even thinking about that. And we had just purchased a camera, a Canon T6i, so it was a perfect timing. And so immediately if somebody who's in the business tells you what to do we're very much like okay let's do it let's test it we're always going to test everything right so um i was like okay i'm just gonna film like i've never filmed before why not let's just knock it out and see what we do um and the first podcast that we filmed was episode 15 with jason kuchurawi we filmed it in on parliament what's that place called Oh, uh, I think it's called house on parliament house on parliament okay in cabbage town um and yeah we uh filmed it there it was awful i was holding so i didn't know about image stabilization okay i didn't know that was a thing so i was holding this like 50 mil lens significant yeah significantly heavy dslr it wasn't even the 50 oh mil yet oh my god you were yeah it wasn't even the 50 in mil it. yet no we had the 50 mil that's why i was so oh, shaky oh i was that's why i was so shaky and, and right, so close up, right, so close up in their faces so they had music going again. on it was just um, a night also i didn't know about length of video because also video wasn't like huge on social yet it wasn't like that and um, so I didn't realize how long they need to be. So I had like 47 minute, 50 we were minute trying to keep videos. The podcast to that length. That's why we yeah, kept so it. I we just, just like, did the whole thing. Well, Joe Rogan thing. films the whole thing. So yeah. let's just film the whole thing. We're not Joe Rogan. We ain't Joe okay, Rogan. Okay, we ain't Joe Rogan. What the hell were we thinking? Um, so uh, we didn't know about like con- 
like creating video to hold attention, but also looking at our insights, we decided, okay, this is where people are falling off. Let's test. And that's why the video format is where it is today. I, I think actually is, we, we started people, doing 10. We went from sorry, we did 10 off. and then people said, what the Do hell longer. is too short? Yeah. So then we made it about um, 20 to 30. And we were looking at completion rates. So watch yeah, time, now we're studying at, watch time. So now we're at 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but um, it was that we did listen to somebody who was in marketing, who was in, in a creator, and we were like, okay, obviously we're going to listen to you because yes. if you know what you're doing, we're going to test and we um, just anything. Did but it. we just did it, and it was and not it pretty when it started. <laughs> it was awful. It was hilarious. We posted in Reddit. We got reamed, but it was great because Reddit, as mean as they are, they're very uh, sometimes it's constructive and sometimes yeah, it's not. generally not. But we did take the constructive criticism, take the elements that we needed, like buying a tripod. I was like, yeah, yeah maybe I shouldn't be holding a camera for over an hour and shaking my hands like, uh, like you know, like maybe that's not good. Like the Blair Witch Probably approach not. doesn't work for everybody. No. Um, but we learned that right through. I'm very grateful for that experience, and I'm so happy we just started because it wouldn't be BOS if we thought about it forever and decided like, oh, I don't know, like, we don't have this, we don't have this. Um, and yeah. I'm, so facts. Yeah. Very happy that we they went with it. So don't get too like harped into like, do I have all the tools I need? Am or I it's going to be perfect or whatever. Yeah. You can start today and you course correct. Yeah. Everything is just course correcting. We did the same with um, high season two. Even when we started off, we didn't really know, like we knew social media, we knew how to get results, but we had no idea how to run a business, no idea about contracts, about putting together pricing, about um, uh, like, you know, processes. And we're still figuring all that out right now. And just best practices and making sure that everything makes sense. And we look back sometimes at our old uh, contracts from like four years ago and we're like, oh my God, what were we doing? Like the amount we charged was ridiculous. Um it was just so stupidly low and, you know, but if we didn't just dive into it, we wouldn't have the business that we have today that we work at literally every single day. doesn't matter what it is, like, like whether it's a, uh, an anniversary or an important day or Christmas day or anything, it doesn't matter. We're always, always, always doing something for the business or BOS. Now this takes up a crazy amount of time. So it was just really, I guess the point is that, don't be scared to start something and you don't know it straight away. I bet anyone who's uh, started a brewery doesn't, you know, maybe they're good at making beer, but they don't know much about running a business. They don't know much about accounting. We still don't know shit about accounting, but we have to, we do our own books still. Uh, I'd like to pass that off to the accountant at some stage because I hate it. Um, I didn't get into this to be a, you know, a bookkeeper. I don't want to keep books, but it's part of the game and, and what we've learned from that is something that, uh, you know, at least now if something ever goes wrong, well, we know the basics and we won't let any issues happen. So, you know, I guess that's the same. If if you're a, you know, a brewery, whether it's you've already opened or you're about to open, just document it. Like you could hire an editor. I know probably money might be tight or you could, you know, maybe time, you're not going to have time to learn it, but I'm sure you could get like a student or somebody uh, that you know to be able to edit a decent, you know, piece of vlog. It doesn't even have to be crazy. If you study the game, and that's what we did too. Um, we watched vloggers on YouTube. A lot of the ones we learned from were family vloggers, weirdly enough. So the family vloggers have the best job ever because all they do is be themselves, go to the grocery store, go to the mall, hang out at home and film themselves and edit it into a pretty straightforward format. So if you've ever seen any of our um, vlogs from events, we learn how to do that from watching family vloggers. So it's like a format. It's something that Casey Neistat essentially, you know, you introduce the, the setup, jump cuts, 
do a, a montage of B-roll over music and, re- you know, and then repeat. Then you'll be, all right, cool. So we're here now, blah, 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 bam, 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 another montage and so on and so forth. So we just learned how to do it, paid attention. Tiff, you know, worked out how to use Final Cut. YouTube videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, YouTube so and stuff like that. Basically from watching other people. Whenever yeah. I didn't want to know something of Final Cut, I just like Googled it or YouTube. I figured it, it out. Yeah. And I figured it out. Yeah. And you're really good like that. And I feel like that's what, as a business owner, that's what you need to do is just figure out how to do it and get it out there and, and get people buying in. Because at the end of the day, it's a very competitive field. The cream is going to rise to the top. There's probably going to be a lot of closures before things kind of ev- like level, level out. Level out, yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully if, if you can take anything from what we were just kind of saying, like, you know, we just tried shit, threw it at the wall, see what stuck mm-hmm. and double down, double on down the things that worked. And yeah. we study it every single day. That's the main thing with high season. We don't do these videos randomly. Like, randomly everything is calculated. Them. Yeah. Everything is based on, you know, what we believe based on our research that people want to know about what people are searching for. Uh, what's helpful mm-hmm. we drop things randomly and we're like oh they don't like that cool let's not do that let's focus on the ones that they do yeah. like and that's what it is and there's nothing wrong with that because people also have goldfish um yeah. memories if you do something and it doesn't work it's all right because they're going to forget about yeah. it and you just do Bridget. it and move on to the next and move on speaking right. of moving on next Good video segue. this is the working hard oh wow i like that Good money day. york yeah money york speaking of working hard speaking of working very oh, shit, hard it smells great so this is a New England IPA from Muddy York. I love Muddy York. Shouts to uh, Cordero, which is the coolest fucking name, and Jeff. Um, Cordero is a legend. He came through to the Get It In Your Launch, actually, so we met him last year. And uh, you and I actually just swung past randomly because I wanted to get there. For New Year's Eve, and we got the paper Oh, moon. yeah, they were so cool. Yeah, yeah. They're and uh, we've got to get them on the podcast, too. Yeah, I really like uh, Cordero. such a great guy. So this is a New England IPA with Amarillo and Equinot, 6.5%. Uh, what we're going to do is take a photograph now. Uh, if, right. if, if, if you're cool with that, ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you like that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Wonderful. All right. Uh, nice and hazy. Smells tropical. Get it in. Yeah. Nice. Does it have the date on it? Yeah, April 5th or something, is it? You're right, April 5th, yeah. Mm. Another fresh one. Another fresh one. That's what I'm saying. I really like yeah. this pack because it's just giving you the real goods. Yeah. See, this is, and this came a few weeks ago, so that means this would have been probably within a week of um, production. It's amazing. That's really, that's I'm extremely really impressed so far. This is five from five, like five really solid. Do you know days. how much the pack is? There's a monthly fee. Shit. Maybe I'll save any of the Instagram. Oh, okay. So it's a monthly fee. I apologize. I don't, like, I don't know if I have that information on hand. What man's like me is going to do right now is take a little look-see, because it might as well. Uh, what are you saying? So inside this month, five of the 10, okay, he's talking about that. Uh, link in bio. You know what? Let's check the link in the bio, because we might find out. Yeah, this is like, it's just such a cool uh, cool concept. Let's see. Become So you become a member. Um Let's see what else we hear. Sorry, guys, trying to find this out. And I think one of the ones was actually curated by somebody, um, the membership. $50 a month. So you get three liters of beer, three liters or more, the backstories and description cards, membership perks like handcrafted merchandise, and it's a flat rate of 10 bucks a box. Now, you get nine beers for 50 bucks. That's like damn near just, it's like $5.50 a That's beer amazing. pretty much. 
for all of those delivered, uh, some of these beers are going to be more than five fifty for sure. Even if they're they are a little like, more than the, that, um, because the, they um, would have to purchase them and they have to package it. Think about this as a business, so right? That portion they of got it the packaging; well. they yeah. have to pay for. They've and it's packaged really, really nicely, really yeah. tried. That's a, that's a stamp. They've made a stamp. Yeah, it was so cool. Like the box yeah. is super hipster. I love that shit. If you think about Godspeed's beer alone; yeah. those are definitely higher priced than five fifty on average. That's so, it, and yeah. it's fully curated. It's not just like random stuff. Like they, I forgot the name of the dude, but there's like on the, on the Instagram and fresh. Yeah, and totally fresh. And they had another one. So this is the April one, actually. This is the April pack. See, that's why all the beers are stamped April. It's perfect. Ten breweries like that, right? Oh, April, part one of two. So this, this is part one of two, Ooh. so this is going to be more. The first one, see how there's, like, bottles? So they yeah, probably took okay. up two. Oh, they had Rouge River. Um, so this is the oh, this guy from Oaky Flavors. That was the one. So they oh, had goodness. Burdock, Half Hours on Earth, Rouge River. Damn. Who may or may not have a podcast with very soon. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> um, oh, you got beer glasses in this one. That's sick. Sick, I love it. Oh, and there's another one as well. February. And February's all bottles. Looks like, what's that? Merit. Right, that would have been heavy. Bellwoods. Halo. Halo. And that's it. Oh, all three. Yeah. Um, before that, oh, sick. Fairweather, Blood Brothers, Little Beast. Oh, man, they're slaying the game. Honestly, this is all fire. This is great. So January, February, March, April. This is the fourth one they've done. Yeah. Uh, for 50 bucks, honestly. Worth it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, 50 bucks. These bottles are like... And this is shipping all toward all, everywhere in Ontario, right? Everywhere in Ontario. Oh my goodness! Imagine if you live in Thunder Bay—that's life right there. You're getting. Are you kidding me? Flat rate, ten bucks. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that is crazy. And these are so beers good. that, like, like you can't get these anywhere. I think I said that earlier. You can't get these anywhere. Um, it's all straight brewery only stuff. Yeah, brewery um, and fresh. That's fantastic. All fresh, that's and as well, you're not gonna. How are you gonna go to all those breweries and get them fresh? Yeah. I, this is very, very. I impressive. love that. I knew that's this was cool when, yeah. when he sent me the when I saw the photo of it. But I didn't expect it to be maybe when it's drinking it. You actually yeah, when you're really it experiencing it and you're like, I'm just having yeah, like, fire after fire. <laughs> then you really appreciate well, it. Yeah. From this up, um, this is and I individually just love all of these people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So far, like yeah. Sick. Five for five. Five for five. Five for five. It's really really good. Um, nice and chalky, dry. I love it. This is my jam. And I think I haven't had. Uh, I don't know if we've had much from Muddy York that was like, hey, is the we bought a bunch. When we got the paper moon, mm-hmm. we picked up every uh, crispy boy they had, which were fire. Yes, yeah. And the gas, gas, gas light or something was one of their main. Um, I think again the LCBO beer. Okay, nice little crispy. They had some cool pale ales and stuff. I think at the time they didn't have anything like this, mm-hmm. but very very impressive. I just saw they got a new tank as well the other day. Ooh, all right, guys. Which is kind of lit as. So, all right, what's next? Um, this is something interesting as well. I was just reading about this today. Um, well, that's next level marketing. Next level marketing. So this is like extra, extra hectic. So I'm from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, when I was there a couple months ago, uh, they a few there's two main places that I really, really love. One is called Carwin Cellars in Thornbury. Shouts to Ben. And one is Mr. West in Footscray. Uh, shouts to Caleb. And those places are so fire. And what they're doing is putting their money up. I just read an article and I shared it on BOS from Crafty Pint. They're dropping thirty to $50,000 on pallets of beer, cash money up front. <laughs> they have to pay ten dollars to $15,000 in customs fees on yeah, that as that's well. Nuts. And they're importing air freighting 
fresh beer from the US out to, uh, uh, um, out to Australia. They actually just like a few days ago did a, um, I woke up this morning, actually it was, what is it, today's Friday. I think it was Friday in Australia. They did it. Chris from Mr. Banks sent me a text with a picture of a witch shark bottle. Oh my gosh, that's how, hilarious. How much do you think you paid for that? Uh, $21. $26. Wow. And how much is it count? I think it's like $7 at the brewery. Yeah. Fuck. So they, all the hoppy beers, they air freight them out in, air condition or whatever like cooled planes mm-hmm. and then they get shipped out in, in refrigerated trucks crazy. to yeah. the thing they actually take and they had the other half takeover chris also went to that um last month in end of march and uh i think he dropped like 300 bucks they're like 20 dollars for 150 mil oh which is five ounces maybe yeah yeah um it's expensive but they but look how much they're dropping 50k cash up front <laughs> they yeah. have to and they barely make any money off it so yeah um, I just thought that was super impressive. There's basically a pretty shitty business model to make money on, mm-hmm. but they're doing it for the love of the scene, for the for the beer drinkers to benefit, yeah. to, to to be able to. Have I think about when people cool travel, beers. what that's going to mean, right? Yeah, like I saw other half, so like other half did that, so it's like they actually go, went down to, yeah. to do hop farming and stuff. So cool. That's so they were like, you know what? Let's do when a you go to New York. Can you imagine an Australian like head into New York? That's where they're going to be. They're going to go to other half immediately, straight there, and they're going to bring everyone with them and be like, "All right, you guys got to try this." Like that's smart for the travelers. Australia yeah. is like a bit harder. Like not everyone's easily just coming over to no, the other side of the world to get their beers. Yeah, yeah, but I love that. That's like taking it to the next level of marketing. Right? <laughs> that you go across, Super next level. you're going across the world. But, but that was also for the love of craft because you want to spread that love to the other side, yeah. which I love. Because Collective just had their thing, right? So yeah, I think a lot of it came from uh, Dan Johnson from Collective. Yeah. Um, used to live in Melbourne, so he has yes, crazy connections, yes, yes, Mr. Yes. West and stuff. So they're so his- crazy. Like we're on a Straya tour. I'm like Straya. Yeah, they're going all around. Look at this brewery in Hamilton, just like hitting up Killing Australia, again, like right? crazy. Yeah, so cool. So they have this thing. It's called the G- the Gabs, which is Great Australian Beer Spectacular, which is a touring festival from Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and I think Auckland does mm-hmm. it in New Zealand as well. And that's this weekend, I think, is the Melbourne one. Yeah. So it's killing them jelly because it's still been. And uh, they are doing this other thing in conjunction called Pint of Origin, which is a play off State of Origin, okay. which is a rugby league thing that we don't give a fuck about in Victoria because that's that New South Wales bullshit. But, um, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, uh, uh, we play footy, <laughs> real man sport. Um, yeah, but they do that. So they call it Pine of Origin, which is poo, P-O-O, which is funny. Wow, okay. Uh, so they do that. And Mr. West is Canada. So they did the Bellwoods tap takeover and okay. Belly even shipped out the goddamn apricot peach, I think it is, uh, Jelly King, King that I haven't got yet because we're going in next week. So hopefully yeah. they still have some. But yeah. these mans in Australia got that. Chris even had that and I ain't had that. <laughs> Vex. Yeah. Um, I'd be pissed. I'd but, be pissed you know, he paid it. I'm sure he spent a decent amount. Yeah. He tried a bunch of fire and he was yeah. super impressed. Um, and they're doing it there and they have like a takeover and the amount of, I think they had Fairweather and Merritt, like all the, the, the great stuff. I think Blood Brothers and crazy shit yeah. um, that they brought over. So essentially the breweries themselves don't always get to make that decision to do that because they have to, you know, the, the places overseas generally would be the ones reaching out. Mm-hmm. But that is one way to do it because I think, and I say this in podcasts a lot, that I think one thing that breweries forget is that people travel for beer and they, they're so locally centric that they forget um, that, oh, like if, like, for example, one of our new clients here is a new brewery here and we made them write their captions in French and English. Mm-hmm. And the reason why was that if they get traction in Ontario or Ottawa, yeah. people are coming to Quebec yeah. all the time. Why not speak to them? And Vermont. Yeah. Why not l- welcome them into like, 
you know, your world and be like, hey, you know, we're translating this for you so you can yeah. understand what we're saying. Come through and try our beers too. Yeah. I think it's it's super, super cool. It is. It's so um, cool. And people travel for beer. Now there's stuff maybe like in this, like we always call it like the Triangle, Ottawa, Toronto, Vermont, Montreal. Yeah. We all really should be promoting to each other. That's the immediate thing. But then there's people from Vancouver who come over all what the time. Ottawa, Toronto? Ottawa, Toronto, Vermont. Is that right? Montreal. Oh, okay. Like the little like, triangle there. Okay. You can probably expand it to Quebec City if you wanted to. Okay, yeah. yeah. But the point is like those, that market, mm-hmm. that key, key market yeah. area, um, always travel between each other. They're the, four, they're the main places we go. Yeah. If you want to be yeah, real, right? Because they're yeah. all drivable. Two yeah, hours north, drivable, two yeah. hours south, yeah. and five and a half hours yeah. uh, west. Toronto's the most inc- inconvenient of all. Of them. Most inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've had so many people hit me up recently from Toronto, being like people I didn't know so well. Otherwise, like the homies already know what's up. But like, they'll be like, "Hey, I'm coming to Montreal. Do you have any recommendations?" I love for you? I'm like, "Oh, that's when I wrote her a crazy list." Yeah, you did, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think breweries need to also keep in mind. This is like really, really key. I think for marketing that don't forget about the travelers mm-hmm. and you know if you're in toronto like think about the people in montreal or like you know in kingston in london ontario the other way or in sudbury or yeah. in ottawa mm-hmm. if you can get your beers out there get it there mm-hmm. maybe it's not always possible because it's a whole thing a lot yeah. of the time a lot of people are self-distributing which is like if you're going to take just a couple of cases it's not worth it mm-hmm. you might have to have a distributor or something but try and appeal to those people yeah. because they're going to travel and when you want them to come past your place. Without Because, you know, if you're not in the LCBO, like in, in say, the Ontario, yeah. for example, if you're not there and you're not widespread in the LCBO, then people aren't going to be able to get your stuff. So the only way is through boxes like this, the craft reserve or something like that, mm-hmm. or they're going to be traveling anyway. Yeah. So, you know, just don't forget about them. Whatever, whatever that means for your breweries, just to sort of like don't neglect any regions. Because some people are just like, like, why? I, th- yeah, I well, think I get that vibe from people. No one's really said that, but I get the vibe. They're just kind of like, well, yeah. what's the point? And I guess at the end, I feel like all the brewers have a responsibility to like, it's like so ridiculous, but like contribute to the larger mission or something. Of craft beer. And that's like, of the, so it can't just be you. So can't, you can't just be like, oh, why? Like people are lining up in my brewery. Like I'm fine. It's, it's no, like just because you have the exact same type of person coming back as repeat customers. Um, that's that's not enough. Like the and whole industry has to grow. Like a rising tide lifts all boats or ships. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what you need to be part of that, right? So yeah. like, if you've got those guys locked down who are always lining up, then you're like, cool, that's secured. On to the next one. How do I get this other demographic now to come? Because you're like, I've already secured this this group. Mm. Now that means like you're in a safe blanket. You know, like you've covered your costs even with them, and now you can move to that, which is going to make you grow bigger. Yep. So this I feel like that's, um, yeah, that's, that's really important to think about. So whether that be travelers and making sure that you're there, which is you basically do through social. Uh, and then, um, yeah, to do, yeah. Cause you'd like events aren't really going to be as easy to no. really get, you're not going to be putting, that's gonna putting be out a ton of out of town events. So social will really cover you there, engaging and interacting with hashtags that are outside of like just the Ontario craft beer hashtag, for example, or Quebec hashtag, whatever outside of your region, just engaging on that and on that front. Yep. And then, um, yeah. I have an idea though on that. Actually, yeah. you mentioned that not events not mm. being appropriate, but they are. For example, and I've, I don't remember if I spoke about this on a podcast or what, but Bell was recently did a tap takeover at Vice Versa a few months ago. Maybe. Oh, I love that. That was great. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So here I didn't go. Sorry, but I love the concept Richmond, yeah. of it. Yeah. So Quebec is an interesting province in the way that their laws are. 
Uh, the air freight thing I just gave the example from in Australia, if you air freighted beer to Quebec, that shit will be stuck in a SAQ warehouse on the warm shelf for 12 weeks, three months. Disaster. So therefore, whenever anybody, if you're drinking a fire IPA from America in Quebec, it means someone illegally drove that shit over the border because there's no other way that's getting in fam and they pay the tax. We should start a... Um- uh, import company. Import company. <laughs> that, 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 that circumvents the SAQ. Yeah. Fuck, it would be amazing. So what happens here is that for some reason, there's a, there's a, there's a, a taste for um, like New England IPAs that isn't being satiated in Quebec, I believe. I very mm. strongly believe that. There's some breweries here that are doing great ones. At the If you go to the depth, you can pick up some fire fire ones, right? But it's just not enough. And we only get stuff from Quebec. So if anything else comes in here, it's a, f- it's a huge deal. Bellwoods, I knew this would happen. And we went at like 5 p.m. The only thing left were a couple crispy boys, yeah, y'all which was crazy. cool. Well, no, because I didn't care because yeah, at the time true. I'd had everything. Um, people were lining up like in minus like 25 yeah. degrees for um, at 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning to get these beers because that's how rare it is. Nobody comes to Quebec. Nobody. I was, I'm emphatically, whenever I go to Ontario, I'm telling these people, like, connect with people like vice versa who do tap takeovers. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kill it. Or brouhaha or somewhere. Connect with them. Godspeed always does it with um, Judiciel and stuff. Yeah. Fucking get in a van, put the kegs in a car and drive it here. Just drive, yeah. And it doesn't matter. Forget the, like, the legal stuff because it's trash. Just do it. And I, you don't understand what that means to these people here. And I feel like, and I'm one of these people, mm-hmm. like I get to go to Toronto a lot. So it's not as like crazy for me, but there's a lot of people I speak to for BOS. We have a really strong Quebec following. And a lot of people are like creaming over certain beers because they, you know, maybe they're working, they got kids. They're not able to be as flexible as well. Yeah. So they don't get access to this stuff. Yeah. So to them, it means the world. It does. And they, you know, if anybody bothers to come here. So I feel like in, in Ontario, a lot of people are out there. You can get Judas CL, you can get Dunham, you can get stuff like that in the LCBO mm-hmm. and in Valvolo and stuff. Yeah. You're all of a sudden. You're right? Oh, I'm just enjoying your what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, glassy eyes and stuff. Oh, it's the glassy eyes. Yeah. yeah. It is. Oh, hey, guys, we are filming at 3 a.m. What time is it? Is it? 3 a.m. Oh, my God. And we've still got four, <laughs> beers, to, four beers to go. Hey, listen, we'll just, uh, we might not finish some of the podcast. We'll keep pushing through. We'll do our best. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was people, enjoying and, your, your talk. Your rant. Oh, you. Your so rant. I know you're about bringing and bridging Ontario and Quebec. And it's I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that very much. That's why you should start an import company. I really love to Jake about how to get that done. Right? Seriously, shout to Jake. Um, it was like my mission when I moved here as well for music to try and do that. And that mm-hmm. proved impossible, unfortunately, because yeah. hip hop didn't make it easy. But for beer, it's possible. But the problem is that, like, I don't know if the Quebec people are reaching out to the Ontario people, but most certainly the Ontario people are not reaching out to the Quebec people because they're going to be like, yo, you guys interested? Like, yeah. here, I can give you 12 beers. It doesn't have to be like 20, just like half, six, even, whatever. Like, yeah something get them because these montreal folks and I, i'm even just i'm just talking montreal which is yeah. like gl- like granted the vast majority in quebec but you could do the same thing in quebec city mm-hmm. i'm sure um and just think outside the box go to halifax go to fucking winnipeg like 
figure something out yeah. and do a tap takeover in a different thing. If you're a Toronto brewery, go to London, Ontario, go to Kingston, go to Guelph, go to Cambridge, go to Windsor. Windsor has like Dick O. Like they would kill for that. Yeah, there was a man. Like yeah. Windsor should be collaborating with Detroit breweries a lot. Like, yeah. these, uh, like oh, it's so true. And collaborations. Like yeah. basically tap takeovers and then collabs. Like, colla- like we're, we're doing a collab with uh, La Spas Public. We did it last year called The Dreamsicle. It was a orange, uh, like a marmalade milkshake sour. Um, they decided to, I didn't follow it up. We did a second one this year, a different variant. And Simon, the owner and brewer was like, yo, our focus this year is collaborations. And we really want to try to grow our brand through that. Knowing that we have yeah. a following, they can grow it they're through us. They're killing it with the collabs. Killing it with They're doing yeah. so many of them. We're just one of many. Yeah. And that's their strategy. So they were like, yo, we want to can it. So we did another version. We tried it yesterday at the brewery. They test batch. It's not what it's going to taste like, but fuck, it was good. It was so good. Literally like a cream. It was so pickle. delicious. It was like, yeah. oh God, it was, it was fantastic. It's going to be lighter than that for the uh, actual can, but they're going to do cans because- when we promote it, we push it hard and we're going to do well our content around it. Mm-hmm. We're doing a live show. Like my brother and I are performing with our DJ uh, on Ju- June 7th, come through. And June 1st is going to be the, this will come out before then, uh, is the uh, the can launch. And June 7th is the show. And we're doing that. And we're going to promote that through all of our audiences because they know we're going to, they're going to reach a whole bunch yeah. of different people by working with us. And that's the same with all breweries doing collabs. Yeah. So collabs and tap takeovers in different cities and provinces and go to the States. And even if it's annoying, pay the damn taxes and drive over. Um, you don't have to pay any taxes if it's interprovincial. You just got to drive there yep. and get the stuff there. Like there's ways to figure it out. And I think that people aren't thinking about that. And they're, they're, the, the thing with breweries, and I understand it's head down and working. They're not thinking outside yeah. the box definitely i see like the breweries that have like marketing guys or whatever like a marketing department or like um any of those things like bench at least had like vanessa's events and marketing like it's very hard right it's hard for us even as business owners right there's a lot of things yeah. that we could even so be doing going on. better in terms of marketing ourselves but we don't have time because you get bogged down by all the technical work yes so it definitely is um, yeah, fortunate for those who do have that opportunity that do have someone that they're hiring to do yes. that. Um, but you can tell the difference. You can tell the, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's certainly obvious immediately. It's obvious when, when there's, there's a full initiative going on. Yeah. There, and yeah. not everyone can afford, like you said, not, not everyone can, can afford, afford a marketing yeah. person, but even if whoever's in charge of that has the um, bandwidth yeah. to be able to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and think of the opportunities. And that's why I'm putting it out here. And I keep saying a lot of the same things I feel like on this, cause I know we have, breweries who listen and I want y'all to like hear it and pass it on if you're not the decision maker like do these tap takeovers do the collabs um somebody in Montreal start a hazy brewery like please <laughs> I guess, for so, me please <laughs> but yeah yeah hmm 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 are you downing you're chugging sorry I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be irresponsible yeah. with my beer drinking at 3 a.m. on Sorry, a you're Friday. Daddy. Who cares? But uh, yeah, hopefully somebody will start a, um, a start a start a hazy brewery just for me, hazy so I can just for you specifically. But uh, no, I definitely hear what you're saying, and I think I love that. I think that's the one that at least people are most welcome to doing is the collaborations and stuff like that. But probably not as interprovincial as it could be, which is just bringing everybody over, right? Because beer tourism is real. Beer tourism like, is so our, real. Really, our life model should be like we'll travel for beer, yes, or we'll travel for liquids because we do. Yep. So that's why we partner with the tourism boards, right? We do. And the tourism, obviously, if the tourism boards are understanding the value and the fact that people travel for alcohol, then I think that shows you that it's a real thing and you yep. can benefit from partnering with um, people who are not in your direct city. And 100%. Like that, yeah. yeah. And they, you know, a lot of them, if they, it doesn't always work. Like 
they have to be, you know, have to align yeah. um, with their goals. They have yeah, to be pushing Yeah, we're not getting liquid. up, like, non-beer places and stuff like no. that. But there are certain places. But they have to have, like, like a liquid. Obvious, yeah. Like, Colorado, um, the reason we're part of Colorado is like, hey, yeah. Yeah, Vermont, too. Yeah, we're slaying the alcohol game here. Right, they're yeah. killing it out there. And yeah. it makes sense for us because you also have Liquid X Happiness. Go follow Liquid X Happiness on Instagram. Um, Tiff, you focus on wine, um, coffee, and spirits. And, spirits. Yep. and we partner with BOS to do beer. Put all that together, and that's like all liquid things liquid. Tours, like liquid focus tours, yeah. liquid focus tourism, yeah. and like that's something that we offer when we work with uh, you know tourism offices and companies, whatever. That we can promote that to our audience that is into that, yeah. And um, it's it's super cool. It's where we're offering something different, and people want that though. That's yeah. the thing; they will travel. Speaking of will travel for beer, this is the uh, Godspeed Achame or Achame. Uh, IPA from six his point, um, green tea farm no? green tea farm he owns as much as you can own not being Japanese owning a green tea farm in Japan it was passed on to him he blessed us with a, a big bag we of the green so tea we were so fortunate to have a so huge good. bag of green tea from fresh ben, he just got uh, back he ben pulled it out of a suitcase yeah yeah um, and this is the green tea <laughs> IPA he makes with it that shit was fire yeah. uh, 6.5 I haven't had this beer for a bit but I love it cheers cheers Brilliant. Thanks for listening so long, guys. Yeah, Whoever's thanks for still listening. here with us. I wish like you could do um comments on pod- podcast videos. Yeah, I'm sorry, podcast audio, so people could be like, "Hey, still here, still here." Because I'm just curious, you. like outside of like Nate and Noah. Nate, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> you stay through. You know, like I'd be just curious to know like who's listening to it all the way through or whatever. I'm with you them. Know? I, I guess that. I listen to podcasts all the way through. Like I just break them off into segments. That's what oh yeah, is. just doing pieces. Especially now that we're time. doing the audio book, I do audio books, and that's like, hey, this is eight hours, and you're breaking it over into sections. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. It's always funny. We always joke about like the you know if we mess up on a video, no one really complains, but if we mess up on a podcast, which we've only done I think one time, and mad, mm. a few people were like really mad because WCF people have a um, a routine. Yeah. With the podcast, I, like you know, we that's why we put it on just after. Oh my gosh, I have Wednesday. a routine. If my podcasts don't come out at the time that they Young told me they were going to, oh, it's a America problem. I'm like, it's a problem, right? guys. Yeah, yeah. So no, I completely respect that. Yeah, it's a whole different podcasting vibe. is a very cool medium. Complete. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, and that should be something. I mean, being that like you know, Nickelbrook and, and Bose did a podcast as well. Something to think about. It's not for everybody, and I guess that's the, that's also the message. Is like, there's so many different ways to get the message out. We've listed so many in these last yeah. two hours yeah. of different ways you can do it. And there's got to be at least one or two that you, you can, adapt. can do. Yeah. And almost like, I was going to say they're all free. They're not. But like, you know, I'm seeing people. You, you have know, to invest your time and equipment, right? But like, there's, there's definitely the equipment. Yeah. There's the time. And if we are fortunate in that um, we have the skill set in-house. Um, you know, my brother's an audio engineer because yeah. we do the music. So he can make this thing sound good. You, though, Jeff, we had... Um, uh, Final Cut and then you just got off your ass and learned how to use it mm-hmm. um, because you were like I want to learn that you, you figured it out mm-hmm. um, you know we worked out the, the the processes of how to do the videos of the way to deliver it uh, the, the content itself how we you know how we approach everything it's been many years of doing it and it's just continually refining it now it's maybe I was going to say maybe easy for us to say but we're also running a business and yeah. we're also doing the music as well like and we're also trying to live life and see family and do whatever normal people do. So we work more than probably the average person, I yeah. guess, in that reason. But 
if someone's owning a brewery, there's a lot of things to do there. So you've got to find what can work for you. Yeah, and even if you start small, like you don't have to start and be like, oh, I'm doing a podcast every three days or like, <laughs> you know, some crazy shit. Or yeah, like, yeah. you know, even if you vlog once a month and you're building a brewery, like, yeah. you know, document it, and then you could get someone to edit it or yeah. something. But there's got to be some way for you to, to implement some of these things mm-hmm. to give you an edge. And if you're going to invest all of this money in um, – opening a yeah. production facility, yeah. like an industrial production facility, um, you know. Invest uh, in the tools to Invest in the tools, it. man. Yeah. Like, you know, put that money aside. If you're not investing in marketing to go along with everything else because if if you brew it, they'll come, doesn't really – it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, the beer is, is not enough just to make great beer. No, it's really not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of places that do, but I don't think they started off that way. I don't yeah. know the stories of some, some of the, like, the hype breweries and shit. Yeah. Know, have basically doesn't matter what they do, they'll sell out yeah. every single time. But I'm sure it didn't start like that. Yeah. I'm sure other half didn't start like that. A monkey and so it's like, okay, so you sell out, right? But if you're selling out, doesn't that mean you're just not producing enough? So you should open another space so that you can produce more. So they that do it you can on reach more people. Keep, um, yeah, scarcity. I get that. But then it's like to we need to make the industry grow. I think like the alchemist did that for a while and that makes sense. But in the end you just need to but then I think they just ended up they, they did that, the scarcity thing. Yeah. Then I think the demand died off and then they started distributing that um excess stock yeah. down to New York. You go to New York and get Hedy Topper everywhere. It's crazy. Well, I think like Bell would say, for example, like Bell was distributing a lot. Distributing out west. a lot. Yeah. But it's um, like, yeah, it's New York, keep, it makes it so that it's more readily available for everybody and that like helps grow the market. I guess that's what it is. Could you imagine if every brewery you went to, so if you weren't the first 10 people there, you just couldn't get the beer or something like that? Like, how would that grow? Right. And the 10 is the same as 1,000. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah. like you, there needs to be more. A great example, uh, Dave Seacott from Brew Detroit, they want to do a collab with a brewery in Toronto. And because Bellwoods gets distro in Detroit through the same distribution they do, he's mm-hmm. like, yo, I want to do a collab with Bellwoods. That and would like, make sense. Okay, give him a shout. And they say if um, – uh, that that's his thing, but that would probably bring them to mm-hmm. Toronto if that all worked out. Yeah, and we would go and explore the breweries. Yeah. On top of that, Simon did um, uh, Blood oh Brothers. Blood Brothers, yeah, Les Bus Public did a collab with Blood Brothers. I yeah. think it's out. I'm gonna oh, I'm supposed to holler at Patrick about that. Yeah, maybe we'll just pop out. it when we go and see if we can get it. But um, I would say, say if it's distributed, I know it's distributed in Buffalo and Rochester and upstate New York, out there in Michigan. If you're someone in Michigan and you're like, yo, I'm four hours from Toronto, yeah. they'll go and they'll go and cop some Bellwoods and they'll probably be like, yo, this shit is fire. I need to go to Toronto. Yeah. And then they'll go. So even one brewery distributing somewhere will inspire beer tourism, which will inspire someone to research, wow, what else is great in Toronto? And they'll go online and they'll We went to talk. Vermont because of the Alchemist, you know? I think when I got my visa, that was the yeah. main reason we went. We're like, oh. Cool. That's the now only we place to the Alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> and then now look at us. Now we're like Vermont. We're giving money to everybody there now. Then we're going to all the restaurants. We're going to all the cafes. We're going to all the breweries Trader that Jones. we can. And Trader Joe's is getting way too much. Uh, of money. TJ's. That one's a conglomerate. So I wasn't going to men- bring it up. But hey, love TJ's. we love TJ's. But you know what I mean? Like that. that's what that did. That one like brewery. Vermont was never really like point. on my like list list. Like really, radar you know? and like that. Yeah. And now there's Bernie though. So Bernie is also a selling point. Bernie's the dog. But do you know what I mean? Like, look what the beer did. Yeah. The beer brought us to somewhere. And now we're giving money to that entire. They were going there like once every two months. So you're trying to say the beer basically puts together economy. Beer is tourism. Beer it is can help tourism. the economy. Yeah. And it's so widespread. Yeah. And this is just like us. I mean, I know we might be like a little. Um, 
what's the word like oh excessive ridiculous yeah yeah examples because of how hard we're going in for it because we're actually this is something that we you know become a part of our job and now we actually have beer clients Mm -hmm. and it's it's our thing Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people like i know so many people it's just it's their hobby and that's the thing that's what i'm saying the impact of the journey right like that's the the customer journey Mm. It's the same thing as I was saying, like the the milkshake IPA from Lost Craft, from the revival to the milkshake IPA to picking up something from Bellwoods, to the like, okay, Alchemist is cool, and we want to go to Alchemist because we've seen them on Instagram all their lives and people talking about all our lives. And then we go there, and then all of a sudden we're giving money to Vermont in so many different ways. It's all these small things that add up that, add up, that lead yeah. you there, right? So and that all helps this whole economy. Yeah, it so helps the craft beer industry, which is amazing because we end up going to a bunch of other breweries in Vermont. But then it also is actually helping the state of Vermont. Right. And we're just one case in a set of millions of people. And I guess it's because the craft beer ethos mm-hmm. carries through, like we were saying earlier, to fire coffee, fire wine, fire food, yeah. um, cider, yeah. spirits, craft. craft, everything. You know, yeah. there's like all the distilleries out there in Vermont yeah. we've been to as well, and coffee roasters and shit. Like it's like a whole thing. And it's just like, well, if you're coming into town, I'm not going to go to the brewery in the morning. I'm going to go to the the best cafe you have. Of course, I'm going to go to the brunch place. The brunch, the best brunch place, which yeah. tends to have some fire coffee. Yeah. Shout yeah. to Great Northern. I love that place yeah. in Vermont. And so on and so forth. And literally next to Great Northern, you finish brunch. Oh, oh, you've got Hill Farmstead available at brunch? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have a coffee, but yeah, give me an Edward. Well, actually, you're like, I'm not going to go to this brewery and remember, like breakfast. I was like, oh, Hetty Topper with my brunch, with oh, my the eggs? first time? Yes. Yeah. I will take a Hetty Topper eggs and bacon. Thank you very much. Please. And it was the best, one of the best breakfasts I've ever that had. That was our first it was our first trip. Vlog. Yeah, it was our first ever. No, was it our first ever vlog? It was our first ever, and you know what? Oh, we use an iPhone six with this little like camera that you put on the like a little like a lens you yeah. put on the front camera yeah. and, a, and a little like a like a Joby type. Yeah, of thing. that's so funny. That was so. That was our first vlog. But look, you can get vlog. look how easily you can get and started. We do two parts. Why the fuck yeah. do we do two parts? It's back when we used to keep splitting. We didn't do anything. We thought everything needs to be split. Once again, we just tried. We had a cell phone. We had a DSLR camera that we used for this, and this is before we had our second camera over here. And we just used a cell phone and yeah. made blog, vlog content. How many vlogs? We did a bunch. Even the other one we went to with Scott in uh, that's in the start of the um, 2017 wrap-up video. That was a camera. That was yeah. a phone camera one. Yeah. So, like, you know, we worked for it. Yeah. Um, content. Content. It's all about the content. It's all about the content. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Like, we got through most of this stuff. There's only a few beers left. There was yeah. a, a dry hot sour. 3 a.m. and we've done one, two, three, four, five, six, and on our seventh coming up on the 7th now. Yeah, so. we had basically this dry hop sour, the Belgian double oh, from Eastbound. Oh, we have to do the um, Bianca. Oh, should we? We can bust that. Yeah, okay, cool. So we'll finish that before we before we wrap it up. But we've done pretty well. Um, I think one thing that I don't know if we should quickly just run through it at the end because you said someone was like, hey, I loved your marketing podcast. Can you talk about... Um, the mistakes. Mistakes, that's what yes. it was. So the mistake, he was like, "That's that was Matt. From but Rebel I didn't pre-think Rhythm. about any mistakes. So is there anything that you can... Yeah, Totally. There's a bunch of mistakes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Not posting. Not posting. Not taking social media seriously in any shape or form. Um, Not investing in equipment. If you're going to invest like $500,000 to a million dollars in a production brewery, buy a fucking camera and get a marketing person. If you don't have a marketing person or if you don't have someone who is is capable of doing some sort of marketing, I feel like you shouldn't be opening a- If uh, I was someone who- um, wasn't capable of like hiring someone right away. I understand it's expensive, right? Like we would hire someone full time right away for our own agency. And we are market, we're a social media agency on our own. And we would hire someone. 
I would um, take somebody who's very enthusiastic, who wants to grow with the business and train and have and pay for a training on social media. Yep. That's what I would do. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're being trained on Stay that. And who that. has a content creation? Who's interested in photography? Who loves photography? That type yep. of thing. And just capitalize on that. I think that would be very, very cool. Yes. And the reason for that is like, you just want to be um, producing consistent content that's going to keep people engaged. I think it's ridiculous what Instagram can do. And like, just Instagram alone. Facts. I'm not talking about social as a whole, just Instagram hello- alone. It's hilarious what it's done for this, this craft beer industry. Like, people are just like, oh, I saw these hazy pours and I just had to get it. Like I had to buy it like just for looking at a pour shot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think about there's so many brands I love and I haven't read reviews and I haven't heard what other people have talked about it. There's no word of mouth, but I love the brand. So I'm interested. Mattresses. Casper. I want to buy a mattress. Okay. Who's thinking about mattresses ever? They're pretty boring. I'm waiting for our mattress to die so I can buy a Casper mattress. <laughs> it would die. Because I just love the company. Yeah. Um, and Away, for example, there is just, um, it's it's crazy how impactful. Yeah, Away luggage. Like marketing and business branding can be, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, if I wasn't able to hire someone immediately, I would either do it myself and just take the time to learn, watch some YouTube videos in terms of like how to compose great photos, how to edit them. But make sure I can put my best foot forward so I can compete with everybody else in that landscape and so that I can draw on new people. That's a hundred percent. That's brilliant. So not posting is a big thing and not taking social media serious is a big mistake. Huge that, mistake. That I would say. Huge um, mistake. Based on questions, based on that question. Yeah, um, definitely. So, I mean, of course, that's our main thing is like not taking social media. For, and I, I feel like the breweries that do, um, they kill it and you you'll see the difference and like i don't know how many times we've said this but i have in my mind a a, a kind of petty grudge against the breweries that do not choose to interact so engaging not engaging Engaging. and this is not because like you should engage with me but more just like dude from a social media perspective like are you not like this person tagged you they took a fire photo and you're not even gonna like it yeah yeah like do it and comment a goddamn beer emoji and some like a prayer hand like dude, dude. that's very specific i'm just saying whatever. that's why that's like the go-to whatever yeah, or like yeah, the little like yeah. the the devil hand that yeah, you, yeah. you quite enjoy when you were in your iron man t-shirt shout to rich yeah um you know shit like that like i just think it's so redundant to to, to lose out on that opportunity or if someone checks into untapped and it goes and sinks to your mm-hmm. twitter and you get a, a thing you know cheers cheers emoji and, and a beer emoji. we've had clients that are like ooh, craving insert dish for example for a restaurant client and then we're like hey come through and get it and they're like yeah i decided to come through because you tweeted at me <laughs> do you know what i mean that's insanity so many times and that's hey you just made money right now because or I'll, we'll like a couple posts and then yeah. they'll they'll screenshot yeah. that be like oh my god my life was made this brand which is a very popular brand yeah entire, retweeted me uh liked my oh, thing yeah. made yeah. my life and then the next post yeah. would be like i just purchased one of their products and when we talk about new people coming to craft or coming to that yep they retweet that, they engage with it. So what does that do? It gets served into my feed because my friend is losing their mind over something. And I'm like, oh, what are they losing their mind over? And I'm like, yeah. oh, who's this person? And then we bring a new person in. Right? And then on top of that, it's the, that's the spreading. And then if you want to do um, uh, reinforcement, mm-hmm. if I'm a new drinker mm-hmm. and maybe you put me on to this particular brewery and I decided to post a story or a, a, a post on my feed of this beer that I'm drinking, even if it's a shitty photo, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
they and if they get some validation from the brewery oh, and their yeah. new beer drinkers are like, yo, this yeah. craft beer thing is sick. These yeah. guys are talking to me, yeah. and people get excited when brands talk. To I think them. that made me the happiest of like um, the beginning of Lost Craft and stuff like that was that everybody was like losing, losing, their, losing their, their mind that the brand was like talking back to them and stuff like that. But like, and they were Whoa. like, yo, Lost Craft <laughs> just liked my post, and I was in the LCBO and I saw their beer and I bought their beer. And this yeah. is what we call the gray area. Yeah, because it's not. You can't Here. prove it. This yeah. is the, the fuck shit about- As I'm um, screenshotting everything that happens, you can't, um, yeah, it's not um, tied as easy as like a- Like to metrics, like sales purchase. funnels, because yeah. I mean, I guess you could now that there's online stores, but generally speaking, if someone, you like their post or you commented on their post yeah. on Instagram and then they went to the LCBO and saw your beer, they're like, yo, I'm a cop that. And then they'll post about that. That's- it's kind of like you can't track one action to the other it's like they'll say it and if you don't screenshot that's the only proof you have and it's sort of hard to to measure that and put that in a metric which is why i think anyone who's serious marketing people don't get it Mm -hmm. which is a little annoying for us and it's just the frustrating part of the industry but at the end of the day for doing this full time for four years, and I've been doing this since two thousand and probably seven. When Ashton Kutcher was popping. When Ashton, I twit picked twit pick. If you OG yo comment, if you're if you know what twit pick is, then you're fucking OG. Yeah, I twit picked Ashton Kutcher on the red carpet in Melbourne, Australia, at the Chapel Street Jam Factory Theater uh, for Killers, the movie. When I was a marketing coordinator, no digital marketing executive. That's what I, they they told me. My I love title it. Yes, was. yeah. Uh, 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 Back in 2000, and that was 2010. But before then, I've been doing that shit. Like before Twitter had any, like you had to use a third-party app to even post on Twitter. We've been doing this from time. I believed in social media since 2005. I met my first friend, and it's called Where Are You Now, W-A-Y-N. It was a travel network. 2005 was the first time. Mm. Like, like I've been, like this is, I believe in this so much. It's it's really, really real what you can do with this. And you just got to believe in it, and you have to just, like, just don't ignore it. And it's yeah. 2019. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on this. It makes me sad when people do it. Like, and yeah. sad from a place of just like, this when is I go so to obvious. something, I see a brewery and they haven't posted in four days, two weeks, a month. I'm like, what are you And there's all these doing? comments and there's not Different even a like on it. I'm like, asking, what are you like, doing? Where is this in XYZ? You're not even. People are asking fun. questions. Or you got to be like, hey man, no problem. We're going to come to this LCB. Like, it's not hard. Yeah. Like. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, frustrating. <laughs> It's, it genuinely annoys me because yeah. I don't like seeing small businesses miss out on eat. It's a it's a bunt to give a sports thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's nothing. You know? Yeah, no. I'm saying you have my like baseball reference. Sports, like it. They'll okay. do that and you just like tap it. Like nice. baseball, he's like yeah. tap that bitch. Okay, nice. Scotty will know that yeah. dinger. Left field will appreciate that. Left field, a baseball thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's just nothing. Like you really really shouldn't be fucking around and missing out on these things like that. Yeah. And like Instagram is simple enough for people to use it. If that's the main thing, I we would you know recommend people yeah, at least our, be on there. In terms for that industry, I think um, overall Instagram and, and if you're and in Quebec, Quebec Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is dominating like all craft beer in Quebec. It's actually hilarious how. The difference, not hilarious in any way at all. It's just so funny that it's like, yo, this no, it's is just funny to see. It's like, right so here. It's like, yo, yeah. just be on Facebook, be on Instagram, and be yeah. on Twitter, but be on Facebook. Facebook don't mess up. Yeah, it's very cool to see. Yeah, yeah, I like the consistency of stuff like mm-hmm. that. So you have to know your industry. If you don't know your industry, you fucking up. Like it's yeah. it's there for you guys to take it. And I really hope that you know this podcast plus the one thirty and maybe some of the high season videos. If you're able to sort of soak up some of that information, mm-hmm. I hope that. This is valuable for for breweries and for maybe drinkers to, you know, 
just have a, a you know even if you're not in the industry just if you're just a, a casual drinker just to understand the nuances of how deep this can go mm-hmm. and what breweries are doing right and wrong and and now if you're listening to this and you're not in it and you can just watch like we are from the outside essentially yeah we're all just drinkers yeah and you're watching you'll be like yo and you start to notice like oh they're not doing this they're doing that really well that's great blah 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 and you you it's just become second nature and yeah. you'll see what people are doing and um yeah, maybe it'll frustrate you as well when people are nailing it when it's like right there in front of their yeah. face. And we the, the thing that this is coming from a, a place where we want everybody to win. Yeah. If you're, you know, good people and you're making great product, we want you to win. We want you to we dominate. We want you of, to be around. Yeah. We want you to be in the hands of as many people as possible yeah. from as far reaching places as possible. Yeah. Um, and just to dominate because if the industry, you know, I, if the craft beer industry grows as drinkers, we get to drink more different types of beer. A rising tide lifts all boats. Ah, uh, there you go. Is that a good name for the episode? That could be an episode name. Ooh, yeah. Just to switch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might not be that. as clickbaity with the craft beer. Clickbaity, but maybe people will be interested as opposed to just marketing craft beer too. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. We kind of went into a whole bunch of different. Uh, yeah, things we, I thought this was pretty different. I just than the first one. yeah, it's different than the first. The first one we were giving more practical, practical. applications yeah. to social media, but we're like, we don't want to be redundant. Everyone said they loved it and they wanted to hear more about yeah. it. In the end, what? like if you ever have we specific questions, just ask us about it. Yeah. If we knew people were actually going to care at all about what we talked about, maybe we would have gone more in depth on each topic and spread spread this out over various uh, podcasts. Yeah. Mm. But we didn't think uh, like we were like oh cool like maybe some people will care we didn't expect to get the response that we did right not so, even at all uh, which we're grateful that means like people are very very interested which makes us very happy yeah. in the end like our motivation everything the reason we started this podcast as a whole was to like convert so it was to tell the stories and the stories are the conversion against storytelling yeah people buy into stories so we want to tell those stories made it easier to convert our friends it makes it easier to convert just people as a whole so yeah that will in the end if everyone in the end starts drinking beer then we can retire and that's awesome and we'll move on yeah. <laughs> everyone's just drinking craft beer then we're good then, then we're, we're good. done then what else can we do yeah then we're done then we're just hanging out drinking beer with everybody else and it's I great mean, but up until then we're going to make sure that about everyone is and that's why we partner and encourage the, the people who are championing diversity to make sure that women um, differently abled individuals um, people of color and the LGBTQ community and anyone I'm sorry if I didn't mention it specifically anyone who's different and who's being ignored or is no longer ignored is no longer ignored because that good beers for everybody good, good beers for freaking everybody. everyone deserves it yeah and I you know it's just a beautiful thing to walk into like we always talk about we've mentioned this multiple times we went on the crown well when it was dope and dank the craft beer crawl, crawl yeah in 2017 in LA in and downtown seeing LA. so many different people made me so happy I never experienced anything yeah. like that before and you I look, still remember you look taking around. a moment in Mumford and I looked around it was in Mumford. Mumford and there was like an Asian girl over there yeah, she was just drinking do you remember yeah, 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 and yeah. I was like oh my gosh just so many different people there was like a Mexican dude a black guy over there it was just like three black girls it was just a Latina it was just like such a mix and I'm like this is what the world looks like and that's the what music. should be represented in the yeah. craft beer community in every community yeah, and I just feel like I mean, I'll say the same. It's not like just craft beer. Like there's a bunch of like I go to wine events and there's a bunch of old old white people and I'm the only like young black girl there. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody has room to grow for the most part. Yeah, wine's a whole other thing. Wine's like a whole y'all. other Jesus, category. We're not even gonna go right thing. into that. But there's also like a whole thing around that industry. So yeah. 
Um, all right, so the last one. The and last beer, so we only, yeah, we only missed two. That's not bad, right? No, that's not bad. That's seven beers in a podcast. I'd say that's pretty good for us. starting at like 12.30 a.m. or something. So this is called Bianca. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Look at that color. So this Guys, is, she's pouring lovely. Uh, I actually had a – this is a mango lassi goza. And if anyone has ever had a mango lassi, it is just a glorious uh, beverage um, of Indian origin. And it's essentially like yogurt and mango. How can you go wrong with that? And probably some spices. Uh, Leftfield did a mango lassi IPA. Um, I want to say we picked it up on the way to Detroit in 2017, if you recall. And um, this is a Goza from Omnipolo, who are the gods of weird ass beer. And uh, this <laughs> is ass beer. That's a great six percent, and it's brewed by Brunswick Beer Works out of um, the East York region in quick Toronto. Not about marketing. Can we talk about a quick note about how contract brewing is awesome? Oh, let's talk about contract brewing. But just very quickly. I, and I, I'm just saying I, I love it because it lets people who don't have a ton of money to just get in and spread so that way more people are drinking craft beer. Because yeah. I think Brunswick does a great job. I don't know how many um, clients they have under, under them. I would say enough. But like but every time I've had an Omnipolar beer, it's been freaking incredible. Apparently Zodiac now, the IPA mm-hmm. that Shahan gave us, Brad said it's... Um, Hazy now it used to not be. Everything now they switched her up. Okay, yeah. we're, we're gonna take a photo. Oh, okay. Think, I think I've had this before. Uh, but uh, that's one thing I do love about craft the the contract brewing for sure. I think yes. Here we go. Hold that one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have this. It's like the pretty design. Take a picture. There you go. Yeah, hold that. Oh my gosh! It's like actually smells like a full freaking mango. Yeah. Well, get it. Like in. it almost feels like. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. That is exceptional. It tastes like biting into a mango. Where did this Oh my gosh. From? It's almost like I could taste like when you bite into mango, you get the strands even. You can like taste the strands, eh? Oh my goodness. That is ridiculous. It's almost like the little strands are a bit more sour. Yeah. But then you're also biting into a juicy mango. Like you're getting yeah. all the things. The little strings, sorry. It's the little strings. I know exactly mango. what you're talking about. That Salty is and juicy. Incredible. Oh my gosh. Viscous AF. Salty oh. too. Wow. That's incredible. Right? Yeah. Well, these guys are the gods. We need to end this podcast so I can take some photos. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, hit that. I was one. joking. I was just being a bit extra. No, no, no. Sorry. We need to wrap this up anyway. It's been. Well, we've had your attention. 226. 226? Oh my gosh. We're not even a brewer. We've had your attention for a yeah, yeah. 335. Thank we're, you so like, much. It's, it's 335 a.m. That's yeah. how we do this for you. Friday night. See, we're, we're working. We're working. It always doesn't working. ever end. Always working. Um, so that's pretty much it, guys. So if you have any questions, please hit us up here on BOS. Hit us up at High Season Co. Um, anything else? No. Thank you so much for listening and watching. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up hit subscribe below hit the notification bell Ding. so you know when the new drops follow us on social media at a bos podcast and at high season co uh check out the long form audio uh apple Podcasts, spotify we have a whole bunch of stuff coming up we're going to ontario next week we've got a couple podcasts there when we come back i've got some fun stuff set up here in quebec as well then we're at liquid art in Ooh, Hamilton, come see us. I, I said liquid art, did I? I think so liquid arts. Well, I yeah. might have. I don't know. Yeah. Saturday night evening session. That's what we're doing. Um, that is it, y'all. Thank you for listening. We love y'all. 
do good at marketing. Do good beer. at marketing. <laughs> craft beer is the shit. Um, cheers to all of you and cheers to a larger industry. Growing, growth, development. Positivity, Positivity. abundance for all and yeah. get it in you. Yeah.